0: Create your podcast today on Anchor.fm. Hello, Brazilian Dragon Squad. It is me, Felipe. And just first things first, this is a Naomi episode, so had your kids, had your mothers, had your fathers, uh, because there's lots of swearing involved. But also, I just wanted to pop in and say, one of my biggest pet peeves in podcasting is when people feel underprepared, and I hold myself to the same standard. I did not like how underprepared I was for this podcast. And I feel like it was noticeable. Thank you to Naomi and Maddie G for carrying the podcast this week. Um, it's still a fun episode, so I'm not going to edit a ton out. I'm going to keep it mostly, uh, unless it was, like, actual editing issues. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. I just wanted to apologize for the lack of preparedness in my notes. and uh, Because I do hold myself to that standard. Anyways, it's a lot of fun. I still hope you check it out. Uh, we talk about Matt's Keeble, which is a great movie. So. Take it away, theme song. get ourselves a treat grab your popcorn silence those devices and let's all go to the lobby here at the neo movies we're back with another edition here on the brazilian dragon network talking max Keeble's big move from 2001 and McGiggles is not my name or me name even i'm the brazilian dragon felipe and i'm here with the titular naomi calhoun who is not an evil ice cream truck driver on the side.
1: No, I did work in an ice cream store, but um, I actually found a lot of joy from it. So I'm doing her. And actually, I don't know if you guys can see on my t-shirt, I have written the movie that we're going to watch today, which is (laughs) Max Keeble's Big Move. But I think more importantly, oh, I should, you know, I have to get another shirt that reveals what guests we're going to have on this podcast. Hang on, just give me like five seconds.
0: okay. While Naomi does that, let me start uh, amping up our guest. You know him best from Twitter. He's a phenomenon on there. Uh, He has impeccable taste most of the time, unless you ask one specific person. Um, And yeah, he's just all around great. You might see him marching in a band, so we're not going to take it. Just clapping along with Naomi on the saxophone. It is Maddie Fresh, and that intro was cracked.
3: Wow, what an introduction! Yeah, it's true. I mean, you you might see me in a marching band dancing to "We're Not Gonna Take It." It's definitely possible, but um, I
1: think more more likely you're going to see Matty G in a food fight. Oh, if there's anything
3: yes. i I'm glad I'm glad we had this. Maybe the I don't know a top tier food fight scene, but yeah, I have it's well established my history of throwing food and using food <laughs> as a weapon.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I mean, so many great memories from this. Like oh, Max Keeble. Big move is what we're talking about, Maddie G. You brought this movie to the Neo Movies. Go off.
3: Yeah, I, uh, you know, w- fitting with with this theme of like revisiting old childhood movies. Um, I, uh, you know, saw saw the list of potential childhood movies, and I saw Max Keeble's Big Move, and I said, this this is the one. This is I oh. remember seeing this in theaters. I may have even seen it multiple times. Like I don't know if there was a better movie for a, a seven year old to see. I, um, I've I feel like I rewatched it relatively recently because I remembered a bunch of stuff and I I must have seen it within the last few years because I don't think I'd remember this stuff from like 15 years ago but yeah this is just a favorite childhood movie it's famously in my top 200 movies of all time and you know what maybe not quite as good as I remembered but still definitely uh I I would watch it again even I'd watch it tomorrow if you wanted me to
1: you you know the The thing that just surprised me out of everything you just said is that this movie actually appeared in theaters because I don't think I ever thought that this movie was in a theater. 100%. I I exclusively saw it on television as a child and never imagined that it made it to a screen.
0: My recollection was it was more on Nickelodeon, but I was definitely wrong because it's a Disney movie.
3: Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't remember it being a a Disney movie, but it it definitely was. a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah, um, maybe that's because Josh Peck is in it. But also a a lot of people in it from like that I just a lot of people in it that were in just other things that I also knew as a kid. So maybe maybe that's another reason I love this movie so much. But yeah, I feel like I saw it on like I saw I must have seen the trailer like a commercial or something. And I just, you know, begged begged my mom to see it. I definitely saw it in theaters for sure. I have vivid memories of that. And I also remember like the trailer for the movie also like spoils it because I ingrained in my brain is the part where uh, Max Keeble is like looking into a fisheye lens and saying, we're not moving. And that happens with like 20 minutes left to go in the film. So I don't know why that was in like the commercial promoting it, but huge spoiler there by by Disney to
1: do that. Oh, I, there's a list of things that I sort of wrote down from this movie of like childhood fears and moving. I feel like was at the top of mine. Oh, it's still a thing. Like, I thought that it was going to be such a bigger problem when I was a child. I thought I was going to be moving all the time. I thought I was going to be giving up my friends every year. No, never.
0: No, still like my parents are like, yeah, we might move sometime. And I was like, no, my house is my house at this point.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I I never had to move as a child. And my position was always um, if ever it is presented to me that we have to move, I would refuse. Like, it's just not happening. I'm not going, you can't make me. You'd, have to physically pick me up and put me in the car and drive me there but it wouldn't happen i would i'm fully confident in my ability as a child to refuse moving anywhere and i don't think i would have ever let it happen especially they gave him three days notice has that ever happened like i I know he had to move for work but to to give to give him only until friday like how is that even possible there's so many things that have to happen when you move did they have to like sell the house or something i don't don't know how that works yeah
0: foge sucks
1: yeah, I feel like that that's just like this bigger theme. And I'll say this, Maddie. I think this movie completely holds up. We were afraid that I was going to shit all over this movie, as I loved. it. After do. I
3: heard Pink Panther, I uh, <laughs> I I was second-guessed my decision to come on. I said, I don't know if I can handle it if Naomi comes I, on. He's oh. Just tearing us to shreds.
0: Shout out to Mary Kwiatkowski, who was talking about her favorite Beyonce song being the end credit song to Pink Panther. On the Instagram um, live, politely married.
1: That's an insane choice.
0: That's insane. <laughs> but I was like, oh, maybe we should we should have Mary on for five minutes on the next nail movie. Out of all of
1: Beyonce's discography, that's the choice. I mean, I'm blown away. um No, I I feel like this movie was very very fondly remembered for me. It's an it's an incredible movie, and like there's so much in it that is very, very, like, implanted deep in my brain. Like, if I'm a sleeper cell agent for Max Keeble, it, it's probably, like, <laughs> because I watch it so much. But I, I wonder, Felipe, because this movie comes out in 2001, and Maddie, G, and I are both uh, a little bit, you know...
0: Later uh, days. No, i kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or later, you know, the people in this cast are later days. But Felipe, uh, you're quite the youthful cherub. Do you remember <laughs> this movie at all? Because you would have been, Absolutely. what, like, No, far? I've seen
0: it. I saw it multiple times on TV. Like, I remember vividly uh, uh, my friend, the triplets, they, it was on their TV one time when we watched it. So like, there were parts of this movie that I was like, oh yeah, I definitely remember this like robe in the glass cage, uh, the, the him with the flag or with the robe flag. Like there were a lot of robe sense memories. Uh, The food fight for sure is like classic. So I definitely remembered a lot of things. Like I couldn't have told you like the plot of the movie exactly, going into the rewatch, but I remembered a lot of the visual, like, moments. Like, that was something well, that stood out.
3: There's not much to the plot. <laughs> and, like, the, sure. the, the plot doesn't even really get started to like, a half hour into the movie. Like, the first half hour is just, like, establishing Max Keeble. Like, this kid, he's not, like the most popular kid in the school, but he's definitely cool because everything he does is cool. I definitely wanted to be this kid. Like he, after seeing the movie for the first time, I went home and I said, that's going to be me. I want to be in a movie about my life just like that. But my name obviously wasn't cool enough. Like I'm, my name's not Max Keeble. I can't, I can't like live up yeah, to that. Oh, well, so. yeah,
1: of course I one of the coolest character names I've ever heard.
3: One of the coolest character names. Also, I love that this kid is like two foot six. He really representing for the short kids. It was yeah. I, like, it was so important for me to have representation as a, as a young kid like that. Cause I, I was I feel like I also was um, two, fully two feet shorter than everyone else in my classes, even uh, in first grade or second grade when this movie comes out. Um,
0: so, and- wait, like, have you seen the movie where he is a uh, full-court miracle that I talked about recently, uh, that, that he's a orthodox... School and he wants to play basketball. Oh, and... he's
3: in full Wait, court. Wait, that's Miracle? that's him. That's in that. Yeah,
0: that's him. Okay, I was like, it... oh my god, it's Max Keeble when I first saw that.
3: Because in my mind, he was in he was in Home Alone three. 3. He was in Max Keeble's yes. Big Move, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth and was never I, in anything yeah. again. I,
1: I, no, I didn't. I never realized that he was in Alex D. Linz as the actor was in um Full Court Miracle. Also, he's like apparently fourteen in Full Court Miracle, which comes out two years after. Uh, Max Keeble where he's probably like eleven. I don't know. The the Alex that's e. some really, age that's some really good math there. <laughs> I don't know. The Alex E Lin's age timeline is uh, interesting.
3: But yeah, so he's a really cool kid in the first, you know, half hour of the movie and then he finds out he's moving and then he really just, you know, turns it up a notch and becomes even cooler and just like, you know, sticks it to the man all over the place. And that's pretty much you know, the rest of the movie and then he finds out he's not moving like all, all of the uh, all of the action is really jam packed into that middle half hour or so. And that that's when we get a lot of the fun. Yeah. That's when we get, you know, he, he finally figures out that I'm surprised I'm all over the place here, but I'm surprised uh, the parents didn't feel the need to like tell the teachers like that he was moving because no one seems to know <laughs> that uh, that he is going to be moving.
0: Yeah, they only told on the Friday apparently, and then that's after they didn't even move. Like only um, what's her name? Rangoon. Mrs. Rangoon. Yes.
3: How, how do you not know? They say the principal says her name like fifty times. They were really Which proud Jesus of it. Jesus Christ!
0: Well, I, the just... principal needed to be drop kicked multiple times.
3: <laughs> he is such a delightfully stupid villain. I, in a movie that has fifteen villains, like he is he is a very good one.
1: Well, it's I, I just Larry want to jump Miller, back. Right. Yeah, Larry Miller. I just want to jump back to what you were saying, Maddie, about, like, the movie doesn't really have a plot, or, like, the plot doesn't really get going, because I kind of, like, I kind of disagree with that take. I think that this movie actually is, like, a really, really good kids movie, because it, like, Everything is sort of layered in a really interesting way where like first establish like there's lots of bullies and like he's trying to be cool for school and then it's like oh actually like look at all these bullies picking on him and the principal's the biggest bully of all like and then everything really comes to a head and then you have the twist of we're not moving like I, I forgot how good of like a story structure this movie was I didn't think it was going to be that good I thought it was going to really fall apart the same way that like stuck in the suburbs really fell apart but this is like great this movie is great yeah that's true like the well, first, they had yeah, a bigger like the budget
3: first, <laughs> probably well the, like the first half hour is like a lot of setup like like you said where they yeah. set up all the bullies there they introduce all the characters they really show what a uh, max Keeble's life is all about the second half hour is like i'm moving so now i'm gonna like cause you know i'm gonna stir shit up everywhere and then the last you know 20-25 minutes or whatever are i'm not moving and now let's uh let's deal with now my friends also hate me as well so let me let me win them back over
0: yeah so the first 30 minutes could have missed me and i also want to clarify that i was watching this and i put a timer so i would watch 30 minutes and then check out the rhp instagram live and then i the thir- first 30 minutes i was like oh i wonder what's happening over there it's mike bloom and kirsten and then i the timer went off and i popped on and Mike Bloom was shirtless, like in the tube top buff sort of thing. I was like, what the fuck did I miss? So then I went back and then I was like, oh, the movie picked up. So the first 30 minutes were a little slow for me. I will be transparent. Also, dare I, you. I did not, I'm not a big fan of like gross things. So, like when he was thrown into the trash can, that was nasty. And then I almost threw up when Robe tried to eat the pasta off him.
3: Robe might be um, the most disgusting character in cinematic history. <laughs> They really, uh, they really show us that he's willing to drink, you know, cans of Coke that he finds on the bus. He's willing to eat uh, dumpster pasta off of Max Keeble. He is never taking that robe off. He's even wearing it to uh, play basketball in gym. Uh, I doubt he washes it every day. So I think he, this guy, probably uh, smells very bad.
1: Well, he definitely I like got robe... COVID, right.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't kept up with robe, but I have to. I have to imagine that in, in the long-awaited Max Keeble reboot, that is no, that I is think is... in the works
1: chilling in the basement like he's not going anywhere they said you can stay inside forever and he said okay great i'll do it and he
3: said perfect
1: perfect i feel like this movie did a fantastic job of setting up all the characters right we get all the little snippets like it it always gets straight to the point who's this character what are they known for and then like that always maintains throughout the movie like megan's always playing her clarinet and Rob's always wearing the robe and shit like that and i really uh like all these characters too this movie like for me, this was his charisma. Like, every single actor in this movie is really dynamic to watch, really funny, and like, good at delivering the performance that they need to deliver. Yeah. And, like, Josh Peck, poor Josh Peck, because, like, <laughs> the kid got so stereotyped into being, like, the fat kid character mm-hmm. on things, but he's so funny. It, and it really... is, like, a shame that he gets pigeonholed so much because he Well, is he a isn't weird anymore
0: because I feel like now he's getting, like, legitimate, like, comedy role. Like, he's in comedy Yeah, Your but Father because he lost weight.
1: And like that is the he peak lost of comedy how
3: i met your father is the peak of comedy so he is getting these big- <laughs> yeah. No I, I agree Josh Peck is like in everything these days and he always kills it i'm a big uh Josh Peck guy and you know was back in the day as well but like you were saying Naomi these performances from these uh children are just really good like i was yeah. saying i was by the end i was very upset that uh, Alex D Linz is not in more things maybe I'll have to yeah, go no, back he's and rewatch really it full he is so, so good in this. He has oh, like yeah. so many he has so many standoffs at like the end of the movie that he has to like pull off. And he does them all like flawlessly. He is really holding his own. Like even with the adult actors with Larry Miller and Jamie Kennedy, like his performance is just so good. Like I loved every bit of it. And then everyone else, like Megan, uh, I don't know the actor that plays Megan, because I don't think she's been in anything since then either. And then Josh Peck is obviously amazing. Like David everyone Ray. is just so yes, thank you. Um would love to know what she's up to. Dude, I think Megan. Awesome. I think Megan is very cool, even though she's painted as like the band geek. But I think this movie did did a lot for uh, making band cool again.
0: I will say I did not like the the one casting choice I did not like was uh, the dad. I felt like he was a little, like I don't know, it was off. Max, maybe it was like, how is this man Max Keeble's dad? But well, well, When a
1: man and a woman love each other, they do you. I mean, do you not recognize the dad, Felipe? Lizzie McGuire.
0: Yeah, no, I know who he is, but, like, I feel like, nah, the man had not as much charisma to be Matt's people's dad.
1: But that's, and like, also, the point! That's the point, is that he, he doesn't stand up to the bullies yeah. until Max teaches a, him to stand up. He's supposed
3: to be a big loser. until. But Max the, is...
0: the, the dynamic between Max and the dad, I felt like the acting was a little off between them. So, like, that was, like, not as... I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm nitpicky.
3: Did you I notice that he... that uh, Sam... I think his name's Sam Carradine, who plays the dad, is not the only right. uh, Liz. Oh, Robert Carradine uh, is not the only uh, Lizzie McGuire character that we had in this movie. Did you did you notice that uh, that Gordo also makes a one second appearance in this movie? I I didn't notice it, but I saw it on IMDb. I was, exactly. Okay, I noticed it because I think I heard I heard the voice, and I was like, "That was Gordo." And then I rewound round and watched it, and I was like, "Yep, that he has one line, and he calls Max Keeble Ricky Stinko," which uh, Robe thinks oh. is like a very funny line. I don't really get the insult, but Robe Robe was all about it. But yeah, his, one of the
0: he, kids looked like the drummer kid from uh, or the guitar kid from School of Rock. One of them. Right. No, the he, he would have been.
1: He would have been way too. He would have not been old enough to be in this movie because okay. that. That is, like, 2006, maybe even 2008. Because, like, or, you know, think about how no. old Marina Cosgrove is in Drake and Josh. Like so they're School, all of Rock is only,
3: School of Rock is 2003, yeah, three, so you are yeah.
0: severely uh, misjudging number, when Number two on Maddie G's, right?
3: Number three is my number third two. favorite movie of all
1: time. But, but, but think about how old Megan is in... josh like Mm. and josh peck is that much older than her in that show like and she does school rock anyway i think i think he's like a little too young to be in this movie but maybe i'll go back and watch i probably won't
0: i i mean probably want to talk about the cameos though like Tony Hawk and
3: Little <laughs> Romeo? <laughs> yes. Tony Hawk and Little Romeo, both in this miles. movie. I guess it's not canon that Tony Hawk lives in the neighborhood because that was only in the dream sequence. But uh, at, at first I was like, wow, Tony Hawk just is Max Keeble's neighbor. That's pretty cool. And then Little Romeo's just in his class. Where where does this movie take place? SoCal,
0: probably. It, that was my
3: assumption.
1: Yeah, it looks like California because I think I saw Palm Trees at one point.
3: Definitely not Chicago because that's where he's moving to. But I Right, don't know and where...
1: they say that he's going to move like a thousand miles away. So I have to assume that it's like...
3: that could just be a kid saying a thousand like meaning
1: yeah but you know there's palm trees so i'm like it's either florida or california one of them all right we'll say that it's california um i i want to circle back to like the beginning because i just feel like we like fight scenes with the with jamie kennedy the ice cream truck driver that start the movie are so good and like him being a paper boy okay another thing on the list this, this is the running list of things that Naomi thought were going to be more prevalent as a teenager than they actually ended up being is being a paper boy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who, like I, I read like Ramona and Beesus and stuff and like think someone's a paper boy in that book too. Like the paper boys were everywhere as a kid, I feel like. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe my brother will grow up and like deliver papers. Nobody gets the paper delivered. So there are no need for paper boys. And I can't believe that there's such a thing in this day and age also you got to imagine if you're going to be a paper boy you got to wake up so fucking early to deliver that paper before school
3: that's true and not for nothing i think max Keeble's a little a little too young to be to be working so much like he's he's you know paper boy of the year he's never missed a delivery he's even when he's about to move he's still you know doing his route he's a very committed paper boy and i just hope he's getting paid what he's worth as a little 12 uh, year old
0: yeah no, he uh, he was a baller in that scene, and I was like, "Damn, Matt Keeble And then I was like, "Wait, this is a dream sequence, isn't it?"
3: Um, it, it becomes very obvious at at, at a yeah. certain point that it, it's it has to be a dream sequence. Yeah.
0: Um, the one thing I'll say that didn't hold up was the kung fu part of the movie. Yeah, like, I don't know.
3: I don't know if kung fu scenes in you know these movies ever really hold up, but. Uh, yeah, that that could definitely. And then so that
0: started off as like, oh, I hope this movie doesn't get canceled. And no, I feel like it
1: was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like a a general parody of like, what are like you know, kung fu movies or kung fu movies, and and you know, people mock them, but also like. It's like dubbing. It's just like shitty dubbing that they're sort of making fun of, but it also doesn't really work because also you have to be a kid who understands the concept of shitty dubbing in Kung Fu movies to then get the (laughs) joke in this movie. There are a lot of these moments in this movie where I'm like, I would not understand that joke. Like when they make a joke about plausible deniability, I'm like, I, as a kid, I would not process that whatsoever.
3: This was definitely the first I had ever heard of plausible deniability as a seven-year-old watching this movie.
1: Um. So after the dream sequence, Felipe, what happens? Because what like, happens? Like
0: your... uh, he he wakes up at seven a.m. and he, if we get an introduction to him. Um, introduction. Sorry, the lack of diction bothered me. Um, and then uh, we had his mom, and it's like, oh, it's taken six years, but this house finally feels like home as of today." I, was like, <laughs> oh, <poor laughs> I hope we don't move. And then, I hope
3: we don't move in the next few days because I finally. Yeah, no, love
0: Nora dunn got nothing letters. to do i'm sorry that was disrespectful to nora dunn she had nothing this movie
3: am i supposed to know nora dunn from
0: something
1: uh she's nora like she's dunn like one was... of the few
0: she's
3: like one of the few people in this movie who i don't know from something else
1: uh nora dunn was like a cast member on saturday night live in the 80s and it's like a general like pretty i don't want to say like famous famous comedic actress but like is like a is a pretty well-known comedic actress and like um it, it was just kind of crazy to me that like She is like a comedian and this role was like not very funny
0: yeah you
3: definitely couldn't tell in this movie that she uh, she is a gifted comedian
0: yeah but we get to meet Max Keeble and then we go through the school day starting with the bus and get introduced to the whole junior high landscape so we meet Robe whose real name is Robert I did not remember that um but he I didn't remember that
3: until you just said it just now (laughs) I didn't remember from watching the movie yesterday
0: I like the fact that it's a robe for Robert because those are the first four names, but it's because he wears a robe. His name could have been Maddie G, and he'd still be well, called Rob.
3: I don't know. Maybe he they started calling him Robe because it was short for Robert, and then he just leaned into it and said, "All right, well now I'm going to wear a robe every day." Yeah, we, don't right, we, need this, we need the prequel.
1: This opens the floor to a debate that I was texting Maddie about. I love bathrobes. I love robes. I I I think they're perfect. Uh, additional like clothing to have in your household. I have a Terry cloth bathrobe that I use after my showers. Like I love bathrobes. I'm obsessed with them. And Maddie G feels differently.
3: Yeah I hate them. I've I've never been a robe guy. I think they you know I I feel like people, the big thing that, you know, comes up in like maybe comedies and stuff is that people wear a robe and they don't wear anything under it. And it's very revealing. So they sit down and then, you know, you're seeing their, their whole package there at the, at there. No one, no one, no one really needs that. So that's a big strike against it. Also, I feel like robes and uh maybe people that wear robes and maybe you know my opinion has been colored from this movie and also personal experiences so obviously excluding you naomi but i think that uh robes and people that are wearing robes maybe don't smell the best and maybe that's just because i'm associating them with with them with robe who i feel like doesn't smell the best and also Mm -hmm. i i had a uh i had a I wouldn't say a friend because he definitely hated me, but someone in college, someone in college that wore a robe every night. And whenever he put it on, I I couldn't be near him because he just, the robe smelled so bad. I don't think he washed the robe. So I think, I think, uh, I I think in my mind, robes are smelly, robes are revealing, robes are, are they comfy? Sure. But so are like sweatpants. So you can wear other comfy stuff. Like I don't understand uh, bathrobe culture here, (laughs) especially not enough to wear it to school every day.
0: Oh yeah. No, that, that was cracked. You figure someone yeah.
3: at some point would say that's not allowed. I feel like th- this yeah. uh, this principal's yeah. ruling with an iron fist and just letting robe walk around in a robe. I
1: yeah, mean, uh, did you guys have like that kid in your school that like wore a piece of clothing like every single day, like a ro- like not necessarily a robe, but like a hat? I think every mean, middle but, school, like hats
0: weren't allowed in middle school.
1: See, there was never this kid in my middle school who wore a dr seuss like cat in the hat hat like everywhere, okay. which is funny great that bit. is funny
3: i mean there were definitely people that had like uh, pikachu hats or stuff that they just wore every day but that's a hat
0: and yeah speaking of hats uh did anyone else have the hat that Matt people wore in the in the like security break-in sort of scene the like blue fire hat like the beanie <laughs> Hmm. Like, I, 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 have I had a red play. one and a blue one.
3: <laughs> I don't think wow. I have. I, I will say that I do think that Max Keeble inspired my, uh, like, spiky hair look that I had through, like, first and second, maybe even through third grade. I think he was, uh, I was doing, I was trying to, re- I really just wanted to be Max Keeble, or at the very least be Max Keeble's friend. But unfortunately, uh, that that never happened for me.
0: Yeah, Max I, Keeble I is, want... like, one of the coolest, like, characters. I, I think
3: he is, as far as, like, yeah. kids go especially, he is one of the coolest characters people that have ever been like one of the coolest characters that have ever been in like a kid's movie of all time.
1: I feel like he's he's almost like, it it feels like diary of a wimpy kid a little bit, like the way that the movie is sort of structured where like, we have all these snippets of like him narrating and showing what's going on. But Max Keeble is like, so he's so lame that he's almost cool where it's like, it's just cool to be yourself. And like, that's what this movie is all about. And I think that they do it so perfectly. Like Alex D. is a fantastic actor Character of Max Keeble is both cool and dorky, and like there's something about how he as like like, he's like four foot nothing, you know, and it's like perfect.
3: Literally, every single other cast member except for Megan is like a foot and a half taller than him, including his love interest, which never, I I, which never sat right with me because she's clearly uh four feet and four. four, She's four feet taller than him and four years older than him, and it's just like I I can never get into this because I, I can't even imagine being uh having a crush on someone that towers over you like that.
0: Yeah, no, he, like, he made Dorky being cool. Like, he, that, that, we love Max Keeble in this house, but we get introduced to everyone. We get introduced to Orlando Bloom, who's, like, this stockbroker sort of character, like, who's who made, like, a million dollars when he was 10 and then lost all that money. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love that um, he became a millionaire like by later. 10
3: and lost it all by 12. Yeah, you you um, know he
1: is, like, so into cryptocurrency right now, that character. Oh, Absolutely. Like, and now he's yeah. trying to
3: get his fortune back by like ripping people off in the school, charging them to use the bathroom, stealing their lunch money. Like how long would it take to become a millionaire just by stealing lunch money and charging people to use the bathroom?
1: I would probably do I, you guys do you guys remember how much your hot lunch was at school? Like how much it cost?
0: Oh, oh,, we had the ticket system. so like we would get tickets in the mail every couple months and then like a ticket per day. Um, yeah, it was tough It' was like I, probably two fifty three fifty something like that.
3: Yeah, for me, I did. I did. So pre-
0: my my parents. Would- I'm sorry. sorry I'm Maddie. so sorry,
1: Maddie, to interrupt. I need to understand how She's the sick. fuck face okay. hot lunch worked at school. So, uh,
0: <laughs> my parents would pay, like, send a check in, and yeah. then they would give us like tickets, and then your meal. You had to give a ticket for your meal. So, like, they would like. So the tickets it- get
1: sent to your house.
0: Yeah, and then you have to bring a ticket each day.
3: See, that's very stupid because how in mine, t- like. Much like you, I had okay. No, we need to get to the bottom of this. Still, yes. Naomi, as I'm sorry, has, has I'm has sorry. No, many, keep going, were,
0: keep going.
1: Were you sent like a whole booklet of tickets? Yeah, like yes, for the year so you, like, or for like the month.
0: For like the quarter, or semester, or whatever. Okay. Then, yeah, and it was like
1: the... per. Like you had to send in a certain. Did Did they roll over? Like, could you after the court? Quor- like, did they? I think track so. Of- yeah. <laughs> Sorry, i'm done with this maddie please go ahead. i don't honestly let me ask yeah. my mom let me ask my mom so just like that's, send her that's text. definitely
3: stupid but i w- i am also going to not be able to answer naomi's question because for me i also had what they called a prepaid lunch where my mom would send in a check and then i had an account with like you know i think it was probably like 50 dollars at a time so i would have like 50 dollars in my account and i would just go up there and punch a number into a little system yeah and then whatever they got would take it off. So I don't know how much I was actually spending on lunch because I was just punching in my number. And then eventually the cashier would be like, oh, by the way, you only have like a dollar left in your account. You might want to send in another check.
1: Yeah. I mean, so Maddie, that is what my school eventually adopted. First of all, hot lunch was about a dollar ten when I was a kid. And my <laughs> number was 098960 enter is what I would say in my head every time I put it into my I don't number. Know how you
3: can, I don't know how you can still remember that.
1: I, I don't know either. But uh, like, That was the system we had, you know. I would usually bring like a dollar and a dime to school, but like this kid is not. And you know, I was in I was in elementary school from about like 2000 to like 2005. I don't know how this kid's making up that much money off of stealing like a dollar from children every day. He's gonna steal like so many dollars from so many children. But why wouldn't he just? I know exactly. Stock market. Um, (laughs) He seems to know what
3: he's doing. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. He just likes to use (laughs) business terms, and he's actually an idiot. You know how I would make money though. But I the would teacher uh, made
1: money too. like that's also a weird yeah, element yeah. of like this this school has like insider trading going on. and this brings <laughs> me to another thing. who the fuck if you're a child in two thousand and one, do you know what the stock market is and how it works? because I no. certainly didn't. I did not know until I was Hos like
0: does he was he learned <laughs> he, he learned you know <laughs> in when he was single digit age. if you were a child under the age of ten, did you know what the stock market is right into this podcast?
1: And me. if you're
3: if you're under ten right now and you know what the stock market is, please write in. We'd love
0: to.
1: And get also some tips. tell us what the cost of a hot lunch was for you, and if you remember yeah, your but, login number. Okay,
0: so the ticket thing happened, I think, through like mid middle school, and then they got the keypad system that you guys okay. were talking about. Yeah, no, because okay. I remember that. Thank too, God they then, got rid of those tickets. Because then my parents would put in like money, and then I would like t- buy a cookie, and they would get mad at me because they could check their account. Oh, so that's you know, funny. I,
3: you know how I would make money? My friends would, you know, I, I'd. I'd go up to lunch and my, my friends be like, you know, I don't really feel like waiting online. Can you just get something for me? They'd give me cash. I'd pocket the cash, just use the account to get their lunch. And then I, I just get free cash because my mom's paying for the lunch and I, I not, not me. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. That's.
1: See, I would just like I just knew to like steal like four quarters from my mom. I think cookies were like seventy five cents at school. I would just like find four quarters or three quarters around my house and like go buy an ice cream bar in high school. Like you know, like okay. I.
3: <laughs> Not only do you still remember your punch and number, but you remember the prices of every single item still on your. Cookies on your were seventy five cents.
1: the The ice cream vending machine had like dollar to dollar fi- fifty. I think a dollar fifty was the cost of a um a uh, drumstick cone because that was my favorite. What a my- bummer! If you ever bought a drumstick cone and there was like a almost like a grab bag option, and it was just the plain without like the chocolate or the caramel in the bottom, what a fucking day ruiner that was! Like I got the ice cream, but I got the shittiest kind, man. You know, I'm just reliving my traumas right now. But this is about yeah. middle school. This is not about high school.
3: Yes, we got a junior junior high, as they call it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I feel like to me it is strange to be a ninth grader and go to school with sixth graders. Like. Mm-hmm. That that should be banned from the U.S. education system, <laughs> in my opinion.
3: Uh, and no argument here. I don't, I don't...
1: Get these adults yeah. away from me.
3: I'm glad that Max ends up uh, going for someone his own age by the end of the movie.
1: Yeah. Good for Max. Yeah. Uh, we
0: also get uh, introduced to the principal, who's unhinged in his own way. He uh, really, he's like, go sports. Uh, he is trying to cut all these different budgets to build a stadium. In the name of the superintendent, who mm-hmm. uh, was this football star that he idolizes, uh, he does this uh, morning announcements on a TV. Now, did y'all have TVs for morning announcements, or did you just have the intercom?
3: Yeah, we. I just had an intercom. We didn't have uh, a TV set up like, like that in every classroom, which just, like, turns on whenever he's eight, about to start doing an yeah. announcement. I don't know how he's mastered that technology, but that's pretty impressive.
0: Well you would you ask her how to turn off the camera. <laughs>
1: yeah, he really needs to learn how to turn off the camera. That's a problem for him throughout the movie. I I I actually did the morning announcements a couple times in middle school, but just like on the the microphone, Look at um, you. I think I was probably promoting like the drum club production. What about band? In. So for... what do you mean? What about band? Did I do band yeah, on the morning band? no nobody was promoing band concerts what about band that shit was brutal to sit through uh no i I don't want to look my musicals were also brutal to sit through but at least that was like hey we did like you know buy a ticket like banders just show up and like have fun watching these children squawk um no i i I did the morning announce i also did the morning announcements in high school once or twice and that was on video but we had like a very like uh nice studio that i think is part of like a bigger education system about communications and and like our school had a lot of remodeling done but like video at middle school was like not i wonder if they have it now i'm i would love to know if like middle schools have video announcements now that just feels like too much like these middle schoolers don't care don't that's spend true. this money on them yeah, yeah. well <laughs> yeah.
0: maddie maddie we watch high school musical the musical the series and they have video announcements there oh yeah, on that show. yeah. And, and that's our like, time to shine real yeah. yeah. I
2: don't
3: like Naomi. You, you got to do the morning announcements. I, as a fifth grader, uh, was not the person who got to do the afternoon announcements, but I was the hall monitor. And as, one of my responsibilities as the hall monitor for the particular wing of the elementary school that I was in was that when the people that do the morning announcements, when they're running late, I get to take over and do it. So I was like the substitute afternoon announcement person. And know. every day the, I would just. Yeah, I would just pray. I would just pray that Nick and Allison were running late so that it would have to be me, my time to shine. I had it all down. Um, I, I still remember my lines, really, as the afternoon announcement person all these years later, much like Naomi remembers her punch-in codes. I, right? I it, I, I'm dying I, to hear it.
1: I'm dying to hear it. <clears throat>
3: yeah, if I had to get tapped in now to do the afternoon announcements, I think i get ready. <clears throat> all students with a note to pick up their younger brother or sister may do so at this time. All students with a note to pick up their younger brother or sister may do so at this time. That was at, wow. That was the first one. That was that was the one I had to do most often because that was the first thing that goes off. You really got the
1: tone down. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. That was at like, three fifteen. 15 I really felt like I was I was sitting in my classroom like oh my god when is school over I don't know how to tell time and like that came on you know.
3: Yeah, I think that was at three fifteen. That's when that one came on.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, hall monitors were another thing that I thought were fictional in movies. I did not have William
1: hall monitors me? whatsoever. Oh, except I was, for teachers like the teachers would sit outside in high school sometimes and like just watch high traffic areas, but like, we did not have a hall monitor.
3: No, 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 no. I was leading all those kids to their buses every day.
2: Yeah. yeah. They, uh, I,
3: they were a line, a line of first graders were just following me outside and I was pointing them to their bus.
1: The pine piper. Exactly. <laughs> um,
0: the last person I, we meet. Oh, go ahead, Naomi.
1: I wanted to, I wanted to ask about um, one thing with the principal, which is like, is, is Larry Miller as iconic to you? I, I guess I want to just talk about Larry Miller for a second because he's such an iconic character actor. especially in recognizable. Disney,
0: recognizable. In
1: general, like he's, yeah, so he was, first of all, he's in The Princess Diaries, which I think everybody kind of mm-hmm. knows. Um, he was in even Stevens as well, wasn't he The Principal? No. Or That's a Raven? I can't remember which show he's in. Hang on. Let's look at Larry Miller. Larry Miller's in everything, basically.
0: Yeah, no, he um, and the guy from his Musical too, which Maddie is very familiar with, uh, <laughs> at the lava springs they like feel very yes. similar to me
3: yeah i agree because i've definitely seen both of them like just in a bunch of stuff i know larry miller is definitely like a big named person i definitely know him best from this movie he, this is probably the first role i saw him in so anytime i see him since i'm just associating him with this so i i i'm not sure what else he's been in but i like i know he's definitely a very famous uh comedy person along with Nora Dunn, apparently and um Yeah, I've definitely seen him in plenty of things.
0: Y'all want to hear uh, the Wikipedia description of his character? Of course, sure. corrupt megalomaniacal school principal. Well, there you go. (laughs)
1: Megalomaniac. Megalomaniacal.
0: That's a a hard Uh, word.
1: Well, so he... The principal is, like, wants to become the superintendent. Now, this is also something I didn't really remember, like, why the principal was a bad guy. But, like, this is big character motivation. Normally, it's just, like, oh, it's an evil teacher. It's an evil principal. Like, mm-hmm. he has very set goals. He wants to become the principal. He doesn't want anybody to screw up the superintendent visit that's coming. <laughs> and he will not tolerate any BS. And, like, it's perfect. And then Max gets beaten up by the bully. And so, like, the, like all of the, I feel like this is, like, watching dominoes fall over and constantly fall over. Because it's, it's, like it's all means, really though, well it- set up. Mm-hmm. yeah like the mean it's all that... perfectly set up i think in this movie like it, it's really great screenwriting like honest great script
0: <laughs> yeah no and then okay, our last antagonist that we meet uh is troy mcginty who max remembers from his fourth this dude looked like he was in ninth grade i will say that uh compared to max kiebel but max kiebel is also a short king so well
3: also, yeah. the the iconic Noel Noel, Noel Fisher, who was uh, one of my favorite characters in Shameless. That's what I know him best. And I remember the first time I watched Shameless, and he showed up. I said, "That is the bully from Max Keeble's Big Move." So, very exciting to go back and now watch him again after watching him for eleven years on a, on He's another also show. Also,
0: Vladimir in uh, the Twilight series, and Michelangelo in the um oh in the cartoon, okay, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Well, he
3: well he's great as well. We we love him.
1: Yeah, yeah he, so, this is what I remember him most from. Like when, when shameless started getting big and people were watching shameless, I was like, Oh yeah, that's the guy from Max Keeble. Like, I, yeah, he that did, was he never when I first saw him, else.
3: like when I first saw him, I was like, that's the guy from Max Keeble. And it took like a few seasons for me to finally accept that he is Mickey and Shameless, also.
0: Yeah. But so he his trauma is from Max Keeble's fourth birthday party where he had McGiggles. Um and Th- this giant Barney like frog. Wait, um, I
1: gotta interrupt you for a second. I believe it's McGoogle's. It, it is McGoogle's.
3: McGoogle's is me like name. I like a swampy bog, or whatever. <laughs> and I do like a swampy bog. We stand I do a, swampy like a swampy bog. bog. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> Much like McGoogle, I prefer my bog swampy.
1: <laughs> but down in the valley, yo. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
3: All, All right,
1: right. Flip go ahead.
0: McGoogle's is me name. Oh, there's a there's a Reddit for McGoogle's, r/McGoogle's. <laughs> it's not the Max Keeble Reddit. Oh uh, no, it's, it's r/c R C Reddit. Reddit. Uh, quite possibly the greatest movie reference I've seen in all my days of Reddit. Why do I know the song? Okay, this is not. This is not. So I guess it is,
3: since since he was at Max Keeble's like fourth uh, grade birthday party or whatever it was, I guess it's canon that they are supposed to be the same age, even though he's clearly like four years older than him. Yeah. Yeah weird. <laughs> All, right. All right, I guess I'll suspend my disbelief there.
0: Did y'all did y'all have any like creepy things at childhood birthday parties like clowns freak me out? But otherwise oh. I feel like oh.
3: No, I I had so many recurring like uh Barney nightmares when I was a kid, but I still watched Barney like it, it didn't stop me from watching even though I was having like count like three separate recurring nightmares where where Barney
0: was just uh, a I don't even want to I don't even want to go into it. What? Did he also? Did, were you also scared that he was going to eat you, like my Googles?
3: I don't know. It was so much eat. I think it was more uh, that he was going to grow really big and sit on me and like smush me that way. Also, that was one of them. Um, there's another one where he just kind of like talks to me through the TV and like threatens me. That was one. And then there, yeah. So
1: so did you uh-huh. did you always enjoy the songs about like barney getting run over and stuff that like i feel <laughs> like when we were in middle school
3: yeah I, I enjoyed them because i mean that was just peak comedy not right <laughs> But yeah but in my waking hours i was not ever scared of him it was just when i would sleep and then i'd wake up and be like oh oh my god that was all right all right time to watch more barney but, Bar- barney's not real
1: he can't <laughs> hurt me
3: exactly oh i never let it affect uh, my relationship with him in real life <laughs> even though he was tormenting me in in my dreams. <laughs> I'm very good at separating, separating uh, the oh personal from the business that way.
2: What
0: about um, you Nancy? I was, you
1: I was really um so when I was a kid, we I had two uh best of Disney CDs which had like a lot of various songs on it. And I fucking See. hated poor unfortunate souls. Well, that movie, the that song still me.
0: scares me today. Sometimes I'm trying to go to bed and that comes on the Spotify playlist. I'm like, oh right. no!
1: So I'm putting—I don't know why my parents would do put the CD on as I'm falling asleep to this music, but then "Poor Unfortunate Souls" would come on, and I wouldn't want to fall asleep because I was so scared. I was like, fuck no! Um, yeah, I really hated poor. For oh, you know what? Okay, I mean the biggest trauma I had as a child was I accidentally watched a music video on MTV once. I was probably like eight or nine and in the music video these women uh try get a man i i think it's like a i think it's a rap music video and i think it's something about a man eater and these women get a man to come up to their car they drag him into the car and then they throw his bones out of the car like they've eaten him and i saw that as a kid and i was just like i had pure nightmares for weeks about it and i like couldn't tell my mom because i couldn't tell my mom that i was watching mtv and was just
0: like <laughs> you heard it here's nothing, here nothing you could do you heard it first. Naomi is, a afraid is afraid of feminism
1: wow <laughs> uh I, i'm gonna look i'm gonna try and find this well uh i also
0: um, had nightmares to the thriller music video um uh, so. i was
3: not really watching that as a, as a child nor as an adult really so i uh hmm. Definitely, I uh, can't relate. When I was to a youngin,
0: that m- music really creeped me out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know why I wanted to go on a tangent. So I had the tapes, not even the CDs in the car. The like tapes for the Disney songs that Naomi was referencing. And then side oh, A it. was the instrumental. No, side side A was the vocals, and then side B was the instrumental track only. Uh, I, love... I have
1: to disagree here i don't think those are the same thing i had two cds that were the best of disney volume one and the best of disney volume two it was like the electronic there was a a, a mainstream per, electronic parade song on there there was like the TV oh room, i never know like... what you're
0: talking was it like a blue cd with a mickey mouse ears or and,
1: then, and then a pink cd with mickey mouse ears. yes correct <laughs> <laughs>
3: I definitely had a lot of like Radio Disney CDs where it was just Mm -hmm. the best of Radio Disney. I had so many of those. Those I grew up on. Kids Bop. I grew up on. I Kids Bop is like I remember having those first three cassette tapes of the original Kids Bop. And still, when like certain songs come on, like I hear certain songs, I'll be like, "That song was on the original Kids Bop." I was introduced to so much music through that. Speaking of Kids Bop, is still putting out great music. Did you hear the uh, The Water water Bottle? uh, Call me by your name, (laughs) (laughs) Kids Bop version.
1: Um, I heard. I heard. um,
0: WAP about a water bottle
1: oh my god yeah but i heard the other one that was like i like uh like waffles in something or you know like they did like it's they did so funny second wop parody.
3: (laughs) it's so funny when they have when they choose songs where they have to literally change every single word to the song but just like keep the melody the same um but anyway i was speaking of you know music the uh (laughs) the soundtrack to this movie is incredible there's just like so many of like just so many pop punk songs, and every I was every song that came on, I was like, "Ooh, that's good." Let me uh, Shazam this one to put it on a playlist, and Shazam was giving me no results for anything. So they are just they are just these uh, I guess not, not well known pop punk songs, but I was bopping along to all of them.
0: No, um, but even uh, even the, like I got goosebumps during the marching band. Uh, we're not going to take it, but also like oh, I love the part. fact that uh, they had uh, the. I'm sorry, <laughs> it moved me. Naomi's we'll here
3: it, no, no, no. That was a strangely emotional scene. I, I actually no, have to agree. All, with, I, I, no, no, no. I, I have to. I have to agree with Felipe. That is. A, that is an emotional scene.
0: Yeah. Um. And then, uh. Oh, the Britney Spears, uh, the intro that they that, probably that, had very little rights to, so they just kept playing wow, that one. They part. just kept
3: playing the instrumental. I think they blew their music budget on the uh, two-second instrumental to that song, and that's why they couldn't afford any other like well-known tracks to put in the movie.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so McGoogles we get introduced to them and we see in the flashback that he thinks that McGoogles ate Max Keebles' dad.
3: I mean I um, see why Max Keebles' dad was in McGoogles.
0: Yeah. What
3: is but his again, job like another back...
0: Sorry? Advertising. Say that again? Okay. He's advertising, so he just has all these different prop costumes like the lobster and the and As the adver- as
3: advertisers do.
0: Yep.
1: Well, again, I think this goes back to like well, again, this is a great domino effect. Like his his dad is pushed around a lot, and so he has to be the like the schmuck in the suit. And as he says, like there's all these junior ad execs who would totally like take over his spot if he says no, so he has to do it. And like another, like another great like if the stand up to your bullies, you but also like he wears these stupid suits, and so he was in the McGoogle suit, and like it's all like perfect, perfect setup, and like the little kid who plays, um, like, Troy McGinty as a kid is great because, like, yep. the, like <laughs> is gonna eat me! It's such a great line delivery. I it's love very,
0: when a child actor sells, like, something so perfectly.
1: I feel like it's up there for me with, like, there's there's some great line. Key, the way that Larry Miller says Keeble in this movie is fantastic, but also, like, McGuggles is gonna eat me is, like, right up there with, like, my favorite, like, Disney Channel line deliveries. And Maddie knows what my favorite one is because... You kept saying it on the High School Musical pod, and it was like my favorite. Like, wait, which one was you it? did? Oh, oh wait,
3: <laughs> was, was it uh, why, why? are they in the tree? Like, why?
1: what? What are those two doing <laughs> <on the> tree? <laughs> what you doing that, tree?
3: <laughs> that is actually one of the great line deliveries of all time. <laughs> oh my what God!
1: What you two doing up in the tree? Uh, Also, I'm pulling up, I I highly recommend to anybody listening, just Google Radio Disney uh, jams. Jordan Pruitt. There's a whole Wikipedia basically listing every track list and look at them and see which one is most visceral to you because there's so many Radio Disney releases, but like, you know. I'm so upset that Send
0: It On is not on Spotify.
1: Ooh, I'm so sorry.
0: You're an Apple Music guy, right, Maddie?
3: No, 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 no! You're on spot. i I got, yeah.
0: I got my Maddie's confused. Yeah, you better. You're, you're I, you better. Spotify. You
3: better not. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, ever since Spotify
0: offered that uh student Wait.
1: discount, I
2: I hopped yeah. on.
0: The Ghostbusters
1: is on a Radio Disney. <laughs> yeah, think okay. Ghostbusters is on. Okay, here's here's some great ones. This is this is I think my favorite. Um, Call Me, Beat Me. Uh, can't Help Falling in Love by the 18s Move It Like This by the Baja Men Oh, Aaron, which is like a really weird song when you listen to it as an adult I'm Gonna Make You Love Me, What Makes You Different Makes You Beautiful, uh, Pop by NSYNC Get a Clue, yep. Kids in America, Kryptonite oh, Play clue. is Gonna Kids Play, God Bless the USA by Jump 5, I Say Yeah by
0: <laughs> like, yeah, uh, So mm-hmm. perfect I was gonna, you went so fast but I was gonna try to do the NSYNC sound effect that they have on Celebrity Big Brother <laughs> the wax street boys intro <laughs> i Whatever. know somebody was
1: like is that the wax street boys and i was like so obviously it's the wax street boys bit like that's the whole joke what do you mean yeah. <laughs> it's the wax street boys um, i think yeah. the,
3: so, the 18s the 18s need to make a comeback
1: 18s jump five like Put my just friends, the, concept,
3: the concept of being like a preteen like abba cover band is just such a such an inspired idea
1: pond
0: I, replay was on a disney jams oh rihanna just puts out bangers what about
3: uh, that song hey juliet that one was always in my that one was always sucking my head. yeah you got rihanna, it, uh, it like, y'all remember yoda,
1: Frog? yoda was on the out weird al parody weird al, yes, of lola yes, yes, yoda yeah. was on no, these that's probably where i where first I, heard that song yes exactly yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god um yoda, i just wanted to say that, like i feel yoda, like 18s and jump five like these groups of like like intermixed, like gender pop groups, like really needs to make a comeback. We obviously have the boy bands and the girl bands and whatever. I need like seven teenagers. I don't know any of the names. They're all like, they all have one hair color and you can't tell any of them <laughs> apart. And you think they might be siblings, but you're not sure. And they sing like covers of Elvis songs, and Apple yep. songs, and all these things. And you're like, are these their real songs? I don't know. I'm too young to know this. I need that. I'll take <laughs> back.
0: Um, I just, uh, if you're talking about sense memories, I was looking on here. The Mitchell Moose Mus- so version of Lean on Me by Bill Withers with the rap verse.
3: I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. I think
0: I, I think, think it was part me, part that, that might days. be the Gen Z
1: millennial I mean, gap.
0: That's <laughs> the cutoff. The the cut <laughs> but there was also like Bubbly made his way on here by Kobe. We'll Collier. have to we'll
3: have to get Nicole <laughs> back on to d- determine when Radio Disney went from millennial to Gen Z, which song was the one that did it.
0: Yeah. Uh, shout out Queen TikTok Nicole. Uh, of course. so yeah, we get introduced to like everyone at the school. And then so we get like the big setup. And I feel like that's the whole first thirty minutes of the movie is like up, and Max Keeble gets bullied. He gets thrown. He get in the mud. and then, like, uh, sand chips or whatever. What is that thing? That he- I, don't is yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, yeah, because he says what? he calls them
3: he calls them breadcrumbs. And I didn't know what it was that he was like pouring on Max Keeble. I did not have that available to me as a student in middle school i didn't know exactly what it was i mean good for troy he's really um you know making the most of you know everything that he has they're apparently able to just yeah they're apparently able to just sneak out of the school like undetected and then uh, troy's able to at least easily sneak just right back in but I, i guess since everyone's in the assembly they don't really notice uh that the two of them are missing. But yeah, he, you know, throws him in the mud. He gets all those wood shavings on him and he then he throws him in the most disgusting dumpster of all time. And I feel like Max really had to like roll around in there for that all that stuff to get like so stuck on him like it ultimately does.
0: I mean he probably just like Troy picked him up and threw him back in and like kept doing that for a couple times probably to so, like make it all stick. Yeah, but, I guess I, so.
3: It's too bad the sprinklers I, weren't on before he went back into the assembly.
0: Yeah.
1: Something I forgot to mention earlier is that thank you, Max Keeble, for bassoonist representation. Um, mm. It's really it's so important to me when I was a child to, to see bassoons represented in media. So thank you, Max Keeble.
3: And he wanted um, to quit. He wanted to quit in this movie.
1: Like a little bitch. I, I can't believe it. I mean, I can it.
3: relate. I, I quit band after sixth
0: grade.
1: Um, what was your instrument? No, no, no hang on, Trump. Maddie. Oh. Trumpet. I was going to say, my my... My skill in life is that I can guess what people played in well, school.
3: Retroactively, so where you, going, I were you go where you go. Trying to
1: guess a brass instrument, absolutely. Because okay. here's like here's, you know, knowing you and knowing that you quit, I feel like you would have picked something that was like sort of bigger, right? You would have picked a saxophone or a trombone or a trumpet, right? That's there there's a certain vibe that people have and they're definitely gonna play one of those instruments. And I feel like you just have trumpet player energy um i think trombone is like i don't know that you would have wanted to play something that big
3: no definitely not
1: and saxophone, he's a short king like... he wants something relatable
3: yeah saxophone's too cool for me i would never be able to be cool enough to play the saxophone you know, i was...
0: played saxophone what are you talking about no,
3: wow <laughs> um, the, nothing nothing cooler than a saxophone solo to be honest but yeah i was really good in four... <laughs> i was really good in fourth <laughs> and fifth he grade
1: my saxophone solo yes <laughs>
3: and that was really that was really cool i i really loved that video you were an all-star i was really good in fourth and fifth grade at the trumpet and i it's my conspiracy theory that i would have made all lindy in fifth grade because i was clearly the best my my band teachers always remarking how how incredible it was that i was so ahead of everyone else but i think he turned against me when i made a uh, to me as a fifth grader it was a very funny joke but he I guess, uh, disagreed. And, uh, I think from, from God, I don't even want to repeat it live on a podcast here. We might have to say that for, for, for off pod. It was definitely uh man. It was definitely some dark humor for a fifth grader. So I understand why he was uh, unhappy with it, but I think, uh, that is, that's why ultimately I didn't make it. Then I revolted and then in sixth grade, didn't even bother to learn everything. I was really just like moving my fingers along to the, to the tune. And then, then, I, then shortly after that, I quit.
0: Naomi, can you guess my instrument from middle school? um we're in elementary school too yeah yeah
1: i can i can look i I can now felipe the problem is i can't tell if you would have been forced to play a string instrument by your parents or not because i don't think you would have necessarily chosen a string instrument my first initial guess is clarinet honestly however i feel like i
3: can
2: see it
1: no vaguely knowing your parents it might have forced you to play a string instrument because I feel like there's always those kids who like, I would have played trombone, but my mom told me to play the violin, right? Yeah, no one wanted um, to be
3: in the orchestra. Everyone wanted
0: to,
1: well, everyone wanted to play If trumpet. I give
0: you this information, uh, in fourth grade, we were only allowed to pick string instruments. And then in fifth grade, we could choose to do band. Interesting. Okay.
1: Um, I feel like you would have played the viola and then you either would have quit or you would have pivoted to clarinet is my guess.
0: You i was thinking the viola, viola right I, thinking I, viola. I, just, I chose to do the viola yeah and then uh i was too scared to disappoint my teacher by quitting so i never got out of it even though she sucked <laughs> yep and Congrats. so but i really wanted to be a saxophone kid that's what i wanted to do mm-hmm. i knew i wasn't cool enough for it but like i don't know maybe i was like maybe the saxophone will make me cooler
1: it won't. Let, let me tell you. I, I played it for <laughs> truly a decade and it, it doesn't. Do you know
0: David's Davis Willis. is? I th- you might have did did he it. say
1: he was a trom- No. Is he a trombone player or is he like... I,
0: I... My brother was a trombonist.
1: So was mine. Everybody's little brother plays trombone. I don't know what it is about life, but...
0: My little brother funny. was percussion. Mm. Oh, that's another one. I want it to be the drums. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: um look if you're if you're on twitter and you're listening this right now tweet at me and i will tell you what instrument you played growing up um this is great i'm pretty good at it um but let's circle back because i want to talk about this bitch jenna and her first chair (laughs) (laughs)
3: because
1: nobody nobody has a name on a chair
3: ok, and but she a- but she did. And okay. it was huge. And to be fair, Megan should have seen that before she sat right. down. Megan was it could not
1: it there. could not be
3: any bigger than
1: <laughs> which leads me to the theory that Megan can't read.
3: oh, I was going to say it leads me to the theory that Megan walks backwards into the class and just sits down on a chair because clearly she <laughs> she cannot see, but that also might be it. She might not be able to read. But still, she should have noticed something that there were huge letters there. Maybe ask someone else what it says or something. Maybe she's too embarrassed ah <sighs> so many possibilities
1: you know middle school is so hard for all of us um <laughs> i just feel like that that scene was so funny to me like there they also have you know there's this plot point of max is really horny for this girl who had gets upside down again played every time she enters the room <laughs> which is insane um but max you know This girl, Megan, has a crush on him, which is like, it's all kind of subtle, I feel like. And the only way that I think you're supposed to know that Megan has a crush on Max is that she is a girl who is friends with a guy.
0: Yeah, no, I think I didn't even pick up on that as an adult. I was like, I do not remember that plot point. And only when Robe said it, I was like, wait, this could have been established a little better.
3: Robe spelled it out for us. I mean, it should be assumed that anyone who is friends with Max is going to have a crush on him. He's the coolest kid in school.
1: Esfilipe, yeah. Um, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, drag,
2: no, I,
1: I, I feel like this this is kind of why one gripe with the movie is that like Megan is a really cool character and then it's just like oh she has a crush on Max and that's why she's feeling sad like she just feels sad because Max is her friend and he because Max is being him. a shitty
3: friend yeah like, yeah, like exactly. that's enough like she she is warranted to uh be mad at Max even if she didn't like like him as more than a friend and Megan is a very cool person. I agree. Yeah. Second coolest to Max, of course.
1: Um, what happens next? I can't remember. Okay, like, so we man, like we get there's... the like
0: big first day of school stuff, and then he like takes a shower in the sprinklers. Uh, poor and then I dries after... off. Rem...
3: He dries off remarkably quickly because in the next scene he is uh, very dry. Yeah.
0: Poor Megan has... having to hang around two smelly kids the first day of school.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's two tough. Smelly boys. This is her. This is her lot in life.
0: Yeah, um, but then we find out that Donald tells the family that he's moving to Chicago for his boss um, and Max is like, why don't you stand up for yourself? Um, And I don't remember if this is the scene the next day, after his first day of rambunctious acting, um, but he goes to school the next day and uh, he gets a swirly by Troy McGinty for standing up to Robe or when Robe is encased in a glass cage, which was a very the
3: fuck was that also also a uh getting a swirly also a staple of these like kids movies yes. that uh to my, that knowledge, my never, to my knowledge never actually happened in uh in real
0: life still waiting that, but yeah. still waiting to, give yeah, but to that's my, my child's trauma list that never happened
1: i also i feel like we've to mention something that i i actually did kind of forget but is very visceral now to watch back is that the bully trauma ginty would the his bit was that every day of school he would come to school yes. with a new white shirt that had an uh, in sharpie scrawled on it the name of the kid it well, was just sharpie down. it was like
0: cut
3: into the shirt like the lettering. How, yeah I don't, i'm not sure how he went about doing that but i love it that it's sharpie, very...
1: black sharpie with red highlights like he had like a color scheme going it's so know?
3: extra it's so dramatic i love it i love the theatrics yeah. of it i'd love to see troy mcginty's closet it's just like a bunch of plain white tees with different names on them probably one hey, for every yeah for maybe one for every student in the school he just has that's the only thing in his class does he man i guess so many questions does he only wear the shirt with the victim once and then he gets rid of it or does he, well, like, he had me-
0: multiple different matt's people shirts he had like matt's Keeble and friends and Max Keeble only uh, <laughs> does he Keeble? save it
3: for if they become a victim again there's so many questions if we could get troy on the pod i think there's so many questions we could ask yeah, him about his, his, to his
0: process dms and be like we don't want to talk to you about mickey we want to talk to you about troy mcginty and the googles
1: i bet he'd be about that i i think, yeah. I think that um what what Naomi, you're what, the manager
0: for all of us please do that
1: <laughs> what is said is that troy McGinty's going to beat up a new kid every day so first day is max Keeble, and then the second day is freak with the robe which also feels like kind of <laughs> rude um, freak with the of rude <laughs>
0: he is a freak with the robe
1: i know but like you don't know just say it like that and then he traps in a thing he's a bully where, like, <laughs> Could have died, like honestly. Well,
3: what that is hole. that glass cage? Why is there just like a glass cage I in the middle the of the think yeah, It's
0: like the trophy cage.
3: So he cleared the trophies out and put and put Robin.
1: Yeah. And it's no funny. one was willing, <laughs> trophies were there.
3: And no <laughs> one was willing to open the door except for Max. Well, well so. these teachers suck. Oh they, they have no it's it is the wild west at that school. There are no no rules, oh, yeah. no regulations. The teachers have no power. They cannot do anything. They don't care that the bullies are literally running the school. They are asking them for stock tips instead of like controlling the situation there. No no one cares. No one is asking Max why he got pushed in a dumpster before walking into the assembly. It is it is lawless at that school. It is insane.
1: One of my notes is: Are there only hot teachers in the school? They should
3: be. Arrested. Oh my god, mine too. Larry Miller we... is not hot.
1: I'm sorry. No, th- we... but he's a principal, Felipe.
3: Literally, <clears throat> we have ba- we have back to back scenes. There's the one scene where they're like, oh wow, look, they ha- they have a hot the hot teacher, and then the very next scene is like the chemistry teacher, which I guess they take chemistry in middle school now, where she is all. So I was like, oh my god, I guess they only hot, uh, hire like the best looking teachers for this school. Yeah, but that chemistry teacher
0: barely had a role <laughs> besides being a thirst trap
3: yeah I think she was into it too like Max Cable like kisses Max Cable kisses her on the hand at one point and she like gives him a look
0: Naomi's vomiting uh we didn't talk about one of my most important notes for this Reese from Malcolm in the Middle is in this movie
3: well that's on you for not bringing up your own notes but yeah he he is he doesn't get a name in this he's a a caption writer according to the credits
0: (laughs) um he and this other kid who's the photographer they just like kind of give us a lowdown on who's who and like the that one scene with the kid with the acne uh yeah. t- telling yeah, them yeah. about all the bullies and i was also, a
3: huge uh i was a huge malcolm in
0: the middle guy so i, I was, was like... too and then i can't tell you like a single plot point from the show like i watch every episode not even the
3: bowling time. episode where's akiva oh my goodness
0: no it well i remember francis like... lived on a farm and okay. dewey was the best those are like the highlights for me <laughs>
3: Yeah, I haven't watched in a while. I definitely still have the first season on DVD, but I don't think I have any of the other seasons, nor do I even maybe even have a DVD player at this point. But yeah, so I was very excited to see him. I think I was even watching Malcolm in the Middle like as a seven-year-old, so I probably recognized him at the time. Um, great great job by him playing a caption writer. I love mm-hmm. that um, Jamie Kennedy's Evil Ice Cream Man, apparently his like legal name is also Evil Ice Cream Man, so he doesn't actually have an actual name either.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot the the rivalry with the evil ice cream man was because uh, he, like, was chasing after Max Keeble one day or something, mm-hmm. and his mom called the cops. They, I called... thought it was
1: that, like, Max found something in his yeah, ice found cream. A, yeah, he found a,
3: cockroach, oh, a cockroach, cockroach in his ice cream, and, and she called, called, like, the health...
0: health and safety inspector.
3: Yeah, which explains why he hates Max Keeble so much, but it doesn't explain why he hates seemingly every child so much, yeah. because he's, he's rude to everyone, not just Max.
0: Yeah, poor Rob just wanted his ice cream.
3: Yeah, what a business to get into if you're I mean, you got to figure your number 1 customers are going to be children and to hate all of them. To, yeah. It's got to be tough for him out there.
1: Well, th- this reminds me of like when I was a kid and you'd watch movies and it'd be like, "Oh, Miss crunchbowl hates children." And I'd be like, "Then why is she a teacher?" I don't <laughs> yeah. like that never made sense to me as a kid of like, "Oh, this character despises little children." And I'm like, "Then why the fuck are they working with them?" It, My like, childhood just, ice, never... yeah.
3: My childhood ice cream man was the best.
0: He knew everyone's what? orders.
1: Yeah. What's your go-to or what's your,
0: what's your ice cream? Well, I usually so ice cream. Was it a scooper I, ice cream truck for you or was it like the popsicles and all that shit?
3: I mean, we definitely did have like a, a Mr. Softy, but the, the guy I'm thinking of Mo, uh, famous. Hey, my, my
0: ice cream guy's name was Mo.
3: Wow. That just must be the name you, uh, you give yourself when you get into the ice cream business. Yeah. But yeah, that was mostly just, uh, the popsicles. Um, and like candies and everything. I don't know. I was always just getting Mountain Dew. So he knew as soon as I got up there to slide a Mountain Dew my way. Yeah. And I. You I'd were handle. only
1: getting Mountain Dew from the ice cream man. Um,
3: I'm sure I was getting other stuff at times, but my 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 usual, like my regular order was a Mountain Dew. So if I was getting something else, I would get that. But there would also be a Mountain Dew every single yeah. time. So. so. And I, I remember like that, I- the Mountain Dews were a dollar. That price I do remember.
0: Yeah, I feel like I had phases. Like when I was like up till when I was six, I was getting like the the mans the Spongebobs with the gumball eyes. Um, yeah, I was big and, into the
3: SpongeBob. I was big into the SpongeBob Popsicle.
0: Yeah, and, and Sonic. The,
3: Sonic was a big one.
0: Ooh, Sonic oh, was yeah. the, They had uh one of the Powerpuff Girls also. Um, mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had Bubbles, Bubbles, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then they uh then later on I got into like there was my the Scooper, like the Cookies and Cream one, the Screamer, I think it was called Scream uh ice cream. Oh, the Blue Bunnies, yeah. like the Cups. And then later on I got into like the Choco Taco, uh the Rocket Pops
1: damn dude if like some dessert place made like an adult choco taco just like bigger and like even better i would lose my fucking shit um send I, me
0: choco taco tacos everyone
1: i was i was a i was a sprinkler girl do you remember sprinklers they're basically like you know the the inside vanilla outside covered in chocolate but then also had like the round little sprinkles all over oh yeah way.
0: i like i like the chocolate eclair ones no, like we're oh, those
1: to, are the strawberry shortcake short jinks. Naomi,
0: mm. Naomi, Naomi, for if Jacob Redman's listening.
1: <laughs> not. Yeah, um, I, uh, <laughs>
3: I definitely just kept it simple with the popsicles. I don't even know what you guys are talking about, so.
0: Yeah. Also,
1: Philippe, I'm not following those stupid fucking rules of shutting up, so. It's, well, like, no, I, you I know, I know you aren't, funny.
0: but I uh. don't want you to have bad luck because I know Jacob will be listening potentially if he does what is
3: it what are we even referencing right now i'm so lost
1: okay so this motherfucker as we know jacob redmond loves to do this thing where it's like if you if when you jinx someone what he does is you can't talk until you say their name oh yeah i've
3: i so i've i've uh, i've witnessed this uh this inaction i've witnessed jacob get jinx and and he is the type of person that would uh definitely follow this (laughs) rule no matter what so
1: yeah uh i will not and i don't care if something bad happens to me enough as bad has happened to me already that what what's one more um no i feel like this is like the ice cream man is an iconic evil villain and i know mm-hmm. that that seems kind of crazy because like who really remembers this movie but like imagine getting chased by an ice cream truck as a kid like that's so terrifying for some reason like the guy who you love who gives you ice cream is actually a bad person and wants to run you over so
3: of the uh of the four main villains of this movie would you rank evil ice cream man as number one
0: villain
1: yeah because he's trying to commit vehicular manslaughter Everybody else is <laughs> <trying to laughs> like- well so
0: is so is uh mr larry Tate. not mr larry Tate. what's his take mr Gene? i'm sorry i'm sorry what you just call him Mr. Larry Tate. That's the guy from uh, Wizards of over the, the place. Now, Mr.
3: Jindrake. Mr. Jindrake. Mr. Oh, by the end of the movie, Jindrake uh, has just become so unhinged and so extra. It's very, it's very comical. That but, man was evil to
0: animals, and I can't forgive that. Like, children, Naomi would kick a child if she was bothered, but uh, animals, no, you don't hurt them.
1: I can... If that reminds me of just the community line of, like, I can excuse the racism, but I draw the line of <laughs> animal cruelty. Excuse <laughs> <Not> racism? <laughs>
0: I mean, Naomi has said on the What you Do on podcast that she would dropkick Susie to Mars and hit her with a scooter. Yeah, but
1: that's like a fictional child. Like, I would, it would take a lot for me to want to actually dropkick a real child. But like, yeah, is, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say it.
3: I would never dropkick a child. And that's just a, a stance that I'm willing to take on this.
1: Uh, Very brave of you. I can't make those claims.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hold me to that. If you ever see me dropkick a child, please hold me accountable.
0: Yes. Uh, you know, um. So yeah. So Max people realizes we're like an hour 15 into this recap and we have barely touched the plot.
3: All right. Let's speed um, it along. Here okay, we go. Uh,
0: lightning round. Yeah. So Max people's like, oh, I got swirlied and then the teacher's giving him shit. So then he's like, I, yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah. They're like a thousand word essay by friday's It's no, like two
3: thousand, two thousand, okay, which is like
0: eight pages or so. Also, that's like handwritten at this point because or because Max people is not rich enough to have a typewriter.
1: Yeah. Typewriter. We were... Wait, Rich enough to have a type Felipe. It's two thousand What year do you what year do you think Wait, this movie is? I thought you were gonna say so like? rich enough to have a computer, but you said typewriter?
0: I said typewriter to see your reaction. a computer. I don't know. that seems like oh, a okay.
3: it seems like you're you're walking that back now. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, no, but he also, so because Max Keeble is apparently going to move, he decides that he will be bad, which honestly, good for him. His idea is like, I'll take all, I'll cause all this shit, I'll stir up all these problems, and then I'll fuck off, and like, they can't do anything about it. We learned- yeah, I
0: love how he kicked the globe, that looks fun, and then jumped on the desk.
3: And then he, you know, he gets his friends to help him and says that they'll have, famously, you know, they'll have pl- plausible deniability, but it ends up they just don't have plausible deniability.
0: And they, they don't, end up, because they up... Up... <laughs> nice has two fucking yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah.
3: whole... They end up, you know, having to take all that shit anyway at the end. So it sucks that they weren't able to see that one coming, but uh, yeah. it is fun for the three days uh, before, yeah. b- before that happens.
0: Yeah, um, so he has to write an 8,000-word essay by the end of the week. Uh, that's crazy. He also... He also uh, Breaks the coil off the ice cream truck man's uh, car so it can't cool the ice cream and they will all melt.
3: Max Keeble he, is smart. Like, it's very yeah. impressive that he's able to put these pieces together. Like, I would not know to break the coil of an ice cream truck in order to... And, and, I mean, you know, and by the end by the end of the movie, he's, like, operating, you know, vehicles and lifting up ice cream trucks and yeah. uh, riding ostriches. Like, there's nothing yeah. uh, Max Keeble cannot do.
0: Yeah. So, he also realizes that the principal wants to tear down the animal shelter that he loves. Uh, to build a stupid football stadium that's, like, giant for no reason. Uh, so then he also, they learned about pheromones in class one day. Naturally. Which, I don't think pheromones work like this, but whatever. Pheromones um, don't work
1: like this, and also, it is, like, big two of school. Like, let us not forget that school has just started, and the teacher like, Famously, this is okay. the first week of school. Like, here's a lesson for you. Pheromones. Like, we have not even talked about, like, I mean, she saw all those
0: horny boys, and I was like, maybe they're smelling my pheromones. <laughs>
3: We're gonna skip syllabus week and we're just gonna get right to the good stuff. Boy, they
1: this teacher needs to go to horny jail. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> she needs to the middle school boys need to go to horny jail too. Well, I like, think that's middle school boys she, are just gonna be. She needs to go to jail for horny. making
1: them too horny. Like that's oh, are you oh, oh, gonna blame the no, woman? That's very anti-feminist no, yes.
3: of you. <laughs> no, no, no. We are blaming the woman because she was uh she was absolutely she was like intentionally seductive in that in that class. <laughs>
1: she look at what she's wearing a lab coat no I mean, like, <laughs> she wasn't she's like let me bust up pheromones first of all if you work in a middle school everybody knows how horny teenage boys are and like if your idea of a lesson is to be like oh it attracts the <laughs> opposite sex fuck
3: you. yeah That's and the way she trouble. says it cra- crazy it's insane the i don't
1: i'm not even rest. convinced
3: i don't even convince she's actually a teacher this is someone that is snuck on the school premises <laughs>
0: with <laughs> who is this actress though like i want to know her name
1: I, I don't know anything about her well like, um, what's she
0: been in after I, uh she was know. not
1: recognizable actually one of the few faces because principal belding right is the yes, band yes. teacher
0: yes he
3: graduated from saved by the bell school of being a principal there to uh become the music teacher at this school
1: like this movie oh is she's a model
0: of- this actress uh amber evangeline Valletta.
3: Well, I hope she's jail. doing well.
1: Straight love. to jail. <laughs> Straight to jail. This <laughs> movie has so many faces in it. Like it, it does. Has, I don't know if you remember him, but the little redhead kid that comes out at one point is the kid from. He was on all that. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I, th- I thought that I,
3: I thought that was the case, but I was not confident enough to confirm it. But yeah, I completely know who you're talking about.
1: And and like that's there's so many faces in this movie. But like, it's a real who's. It's a real who's are, who. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's a who's who of like every good childhood show, just, like, all in this movie.
1: Yeah, If if you were to, like, say that this is, like, the crossover universe, like, you could connect so many different, like, shows to each other, like, it would be kind of crazy. You can't tell me
0: this is, like, she's actively trying to be hot, right?
1: (laughs) Felipe, this this is perfect audio broadcasting is, (laughs) is just showing us screenshots from this teacher in the movie where she is just objectively looking hot because she's a hot-looking woman. Um... But that's not the complaint. The complaint is that she's busting out pheromones in the middle of the second second day of, like, second-period science class. Yeah, save that for the
3: second semester. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: yeah. That's but then also, a- like,
0: you can't put the pheromones in mouth spray and then have the whole Noah's Ark hop off the boat and, like, drive themselves into your school.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think also, like, the mouth spray, like, First of all, I think it might kill him if you like just spray mm-hmm. pheromones down your throat. But oh, is also, that what like, happened? Okay, <laughs> I think I missed he's, that like, plot a Throat point. coat is spraying, and but also like I I feel like when you you would notice that it tastes different is like right? you would notice that it's, it doesn't taste the same. And so unless this, he can't taste, I feel like the bit should have been, had been that he was like spraying cologne, like you know, like <laughs> something like that. Because yeah. nobody yeah. sprays cologne as like a normal human
0: that much. I mean, this school probably smelled like Axe body spray. So, oh, God, yeah.
1: Don't I'm, uh, I just had like PTSD when you said that? Like, I just flashed back so hard. Axe body
3: spray, yeah, that's like every gym locker room. That's that's there was always yeah. just so much Axe body spray going around in there. Axe chocolate,
1: yeah. those commercials,
0: Ugh. ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in terms of Dodge, which is Orlando Bloom, uh, they take his uh, PDA, his personal.
1: Uh, yeah, I think we uh in right. the power
3: ranking of the villains, I think we have to give him four out of four. Unfortunately.
1: Wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean,
3: he's definitely the least memorable of them.
0: He's the most. No, I would say uh, uh, Jing Jing. What's his name? Drake is the, least, is the. is is the most capitalist, but Dodds is a close second.
1: Okay. Well okay. my point was that he's Sorry. the least memorable. We were we weren't ranking them by like systems of government and, and, <laughs> and economics. We are ranking them by memorability.
0: Some people are into that, <laughs> ranking by capitalism. <laughs> I know, but you just
3: went off on a whole different ranking system that yeah. I wasn't prepared
0: yeah. for. Real um, <laughs> good. And then who's the last? oh, Troy like he uh they he plays the Google song every time Troy opens a locker. We don't
3: know if Troy is a capitalist or not at this point <laughs> in
1: the movie. no we don't. I would assume no. he's an anarchist, like like a crypto, yeah. like, like an anarchist who really loves cryptocurrency <laughs> just because it's like free from government control. Yeah. Whereas Dobbs is just like trying to make money by like Absolutely. you know, hedging Wall Street bets and shit, you know. Um Yeah. Well, I'll say this, this plan of like, let's fuck with all the bullies is great, like, especially because again, like all these things come back to like everything cycles back around again, like the PDA gets stolen, the ice cream truck is melting, the animals farm that is next door. First of all, we haven't even talked about how the Max Keeble is like best friends with a monkey. Like that exactly. is a plot element to this movie. He nursed that, I nurse
0: did not that monkey as a baby. Yeah, but
1: also very cute. Max Cable loves animals. Like, yeah, that's that, like is, a, that is. is great a great vegan? Way. I love this that's character. A, at he's this point, Cable
3: a vegan? I bet. I bet he is a, a, in this day and age.
1: Okay,
3: um, but yeah, he's able to uh, like effortlessly turn these bullies like against each other like no not not the bullies but the, the ice cream man and Dobbs he's able to turn them against each other uh he's very you know very Machiavellian this guy he's got a he's got all these plans in place he would wins Survivor obviously is... oh, obviously because oh, oh, no, he's also very likable
1: re- do you guys want to know what I wrote in my notes
3: <laughs> absolutely that's why we're here <laughs> I
1: wrote uh Max Keeble would have won Kid Nation, is what I wrote. <laughs> he
3: won Kid Nation. I think he would have. Won. I I think he would have won Survivor. I think as a child playing Survivor, he still would have won.
0: Yeah, I mean, I he think... had those adults like spinning. He was he Max was, uh... Keeble,
1: like would have been like, guys, we can't spend all this money at the town saloon. We need to buy an outhouse, and like everybody would have listened to him in Bonanza Town.
3: Was there a winner in Kid Nation? I did not watch the show.
1: I, uh, let's find
0: out. <laughs> while you do they... that, um, let me just mention, oh, go ahead, Matt.
3: No, no, I don't, I don't have anything. You, while, you you,
0: while you do that, uh, the, we also get the scene before the heart-to-heart where he's, like, googling, uh, cooling coils. Um, and then, like, he, his dad walks in and he's like, oh, and he clicks, like, a lock on his computer. It's like, the dad would think something much more suspicious was going on. Why are you being so weird? But he's just googling cooling coils. Well, his, um, dad, his
3: dad's too clueless to think anything.
0: True. Um, and then he tells his dad, you have to stand up to the boilies. Like, uh, what is the Jack Black quote from School of Rock? Like, you have to, like, I don't know. Stick like, it to the man. Stick it to the, stick the man. Stick it to the man. There we go. Stick it to the maniosis. Yeah.
3: <laughs> My favorite disease. <laughs>
0: uh, which, by the way, like, I think it was AJ who said uh, Jack Black needed to be imprisoned for all that shit, even though yeah, was a Yeah, AJ famously, movie. in
1: his Why White Was Round episode, I... I we had recorded that episode like months ago and then I texted him recently. I was like, hey, I need your thoughts on School of Rock if you've watched it. And he sends me back this voicemail where he says that Jack Black should be in jail. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't expecting this, but it's perfect somehow. You know, I disagree. He's not wrong. No, like, I, I, I think he is, I think he is wrong.
3: wrong. I think he is wrong. But
1: it's Jack somehow the
0: perfect AJ Dewey AJ should, AJ. should be in jail. Jack Black is a national treasure. No,
3: I, I still disagree.
2: <laughs>
1: um... <laughs> I, okay, here's, here's the thing about the Magoogle stuff. Like, you, I thought Troy McGinty was, like, gonna be way more fucked up from that shit. Like, he, obviously, he's so scared that he's, like, tearing apart his locker uh, to have this shit happen, but at the same time, like, and he gets cornered by Magoogle's in the gym, in the dark. Okay,
0: my logistical question, never gonna who the fuck that. was in there? Because Metz too short to fit in that costume.
1: Maybe um, it's, like, people on robe shoulders. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> yeah that is uh that's traumatic that's some traumatic stuff there
0: yeah well with the lights feel- off and the spotlight on the mcgoogles yeah, he, 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 walks- he needs
3: to get he needs to get therapy after that
1: i also sure. feel like something i loved about this movie is that the scene with mcgoogles like uh when he's playing on the cd player is that like it's not that he like put a tape in the locker that's something elaborate up he's just in the classroom next door yep. playing the tape Every and time every time he opens the locker,
2: the locker.
1: like yeah. there's something that's so like hodgepodge, like <laughs> low, low scale about this movie that has these moments like this. We're like, that's great. Like he's 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 not a genius. He's not the most smart boy in the world. He just like knows to put a CD player next to a wall. Like yeah, fantastic art cinema. You know,
0: magical. Um, yeah, no, I love that. Uh, he's he's like Jimmy Neutron. He's a boy genius. No, the point is he's not a genius. Yeah, that's fair. He's just
1: an average Joe, you know. Exactly. Any of us could be Max yet. Keeble. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, speak for yourself. I'm not cool enough to be Max Keeble. Not uh, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, not yet. Uh, and then so I. I, I, I so, I'm ahead. so sorry.
1: I'm looking at my notes. Another thing that we as children, I think, were scared of that did not happen enough is just the idea of getting beat up. We're about to get into the section where they try and all beat him up. Mm-hmm. I was terrified. I was famously terrified of high school by watching Degrassi. I thought high school was going to have a lot more. Uh, those Degrassi
3: gra- kids will go through a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, go through. I thought I thought there was going to be a lot more, you know, like drugs and and meeting online predators, than there weren't. In, in I, I wonder what but,
0: kids think about high school after watching Euphoria.
1: Girl, uh, <laughs> and I feel like. Um, I thought that I was gonna get beat up a lot more than I ever did, and in- I never got beat up as a kid. I like I would only yeah. fist fight my little brother, and like that yeah. was it. Like I, I I never got pounded on, as they mm-hmm. say. in this movie.
3: Bullies definitely exist, but not TV bullies don't exist in that. It was in that more emotional trauma like, than anything. Yeah, yeah. People don't go around like stealing lunch money, giving you swirlies, and beating you up as are like the classic tropes in in these uh, in these like middle school movies and stuff. They bullies just. In that way, just don't really, at least in my experience of going to school, I've never seen a bully like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, people will say, I'll beat you up after school, and then, like, just try to accept it, but, like, they wouldn't actually, like, go through with it because Actually, reason.
3: you know, people did, in 11th grade, not the bullies, but there were three separate people in one week did threaten to beat me up. I believe I've told you the story, Naomi. <laughs> We'll get into it on other podcasts. That's too wait, too much I, too much to get wait, what into. Why did it. I ask you
1: that I wanted to talk about Matt? Because I'm like I have to look at our text messages for a Could seconds, be anything so. at this
3: point.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, uh, we have to start talking about the most iconic scene when Naomi looks at this—the food fight, which is yeah. another thing that only exists in cinema, I think. Um, I was gonna ask if
3: you guys have ever been in like food fights like like I famously uh, thrown food around to make a point, but yeah. I don't know I if you guys like have a ever noodle
0: been. at someone like across the table, but I've never like had a like. Uh, full cafeteria food fight like that
3: like i think food fights I, are iconic and i think this is one of the best food fights i've ever seen this looks so fun it. there's there's mustard in a tuba i don't know how that technology works but it, they made it work it was amazing yeah.
0: i have talked to naomi on the side about how much i hate food waste on film productions and <laughs> yeah i don't that, i
3: don't care about it i think food fights are amazing
0: yeah but
1: look so i mean my my one thing is i don't think that there would actually be that much food used i think a lot of it would be like prop food yeah Um, for sure but also like the industry is wasteful in general i was watching i've been watching succession and i just laugh at the idea that like the the, this succession is trying to sort of poke fun at the ultra rich but then they're also shooting on like a gigantic yacht and therefore like using a gigantic yacht and so they are no different than somebody who would be using a yacht for their own purposes and they're probably yeah. using it well, more. anyways uh so episode checked- of
0: promised land is out and there was like a full spread of like a buffet and it was like all real food and then at the end i was like what happens to the food They're so, like oh we throw this out except for the unopened cans of carrots do you want some and i was like yeah i'll donate to the food shelter whatever but like all this waste of food it's like what the fuck
1: yeah the film industry is a huge problem with food waste and like it's it's one of those things where like the film industry as a whole—it got wiped off the face of the earth. I, it is my career path, and I would be fine with it um, because it is. Is this the best?
3: Is this the best food
1: fight in cinematic history? I, I have to say I yes. So. I I feel like I'm trying to think of the other food fights I remember. Is there a food fight in Cheaper by the Dozen? We're gonna have to
3: get Ligori because Ligori famously, uh, big cheaper by the dozen fan. So, who probably know more than I do?
1: I love the original cheaper by the dozen. I've I've definitely seen seen it also in theaters, but I
3: don't remember.
0: There's a top 10 uh food fights from watchmojo.com. Uh, Claudia with the Chase of Meatballs is on one of these
1: lists. Not a not no food fights in animated movies don't count because they're not visceral. Yeah, like yeah, you don't yeah. get That's the true. feeling of being a splattered. food fight It really
3: is everything I'm looking for in a kid's movie. I think every kid's
2: okay, movie should have a milkshake food
0: fight. inspired mayhem from Whip in 2009, Dancers don't Do Battle, it. Street Dance 3D 2010. Nope, this is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball, Snowball Ice Cream Fight, nope. Learning to Cook from Fried Green Tomatoes in
3: 1991.
0: Nope, Zombies Getting Pied in the Face, Dawn of the Dead 1978. Mm, nope,
3: gonna have to disagree again.
0: The Great Pie Fight from Blazing Saddles in 1974 cakey catastrophe the great race 1965 lost boys with lots of food from hook 1991 popping zix from animal house 1978 and then
3: uh and then max keeble's big move number one whipped cream
0: Uh, weaponry from bugsy malone max keeble didn't even make the honorable mention but the Bratz movie did as did uh cheaper die the dozen
3: okay so i'm you gonna
0: really just, uh, like, the
1: visceral like falling into the the vomit scene, vomit i feel like yeah. that yeah. i
3: remember yes that i
1: remember yeah. um i just want to say uh matt what we had texted about that i wanted to ask about is um i you said i remember watching jackass in eighth grade in a limo i just want to dive into <laughs> that for a second sidebar
3: <laughs> okay Tell yeah it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie but um so i was uh good friends with a kid um In my childhood, Mike Mike, Mike Smith, which is not doxing him because that is a name that probably half the world has. So good luck. Good (laughs) luck finding Mike Smith. Good luck getting
1: Mike Smith down. But yeah,
3: I was uh, good friends with him for most of my childhood. And in eighth grade, he had a big uh, birthday party. And so, I mean, he just said, just come to my house. So went to his house, which I loved always going to his house because he had a trampoline in his backyard and a nice in-ground pool and a tetherball thing set up and a really good swing set. Like his backyard. I feel like I didn't know it at the time, but thinking back on it, he must have had some money some, somehow. Because it was really nice. And then, and also another clue that he must have had money is that we are we are just like sitting in the uh, in the backyard, just having a good time. And all of a sudden, a limo pulls up to the front of the house, and the parents come out, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, this isn't the party. The real party is, you know, whatever. It's a surprise. Get in the limo." So we all get in a limo, and the limo has like these DVDs, and I don't remember if they were like DVDs just from his house or just they they were just like in the limo. But there was, I remember one thing we watched was it was like best of Adam Sandler on Saturday night live. I remember watching that as we took a limo to a pizza place and had dinner. And then we took the limo again to some miniature golf place. And I remember on the way to the mini golf place, we watched, we had Jackass in the screen in there and we were watching Jackass in the limo and then also on the way home. And the limo dropped every person off individually too, which was, I thought was a nice touch. So that is my story of watching. So
0: were you uh, the Jenny to his Blair? Um,
3: <laughs> I don't think so. I never tried to overtake him <laughs> at, at, at any point. I was just happy to be along for the ride. So yeah, the first time I watched Jackass was in a, in a limo. And then I became uh very, very much a big fan and watched pretty much everything else.
1: Wow uh i mean just the limo and like a i also had like a friend who like let like we had a limo once but like that was for her 16th birthday like limo is so like luxurious
3: yeah we were in eighth grade so it must have been his i think 13th birthday because he had a late birthday so yeah very uh very fun very fun day
1: yeah i love it i love that story did find a list that
0: that had matt at number two for most iconic food fights that i sent in the chat uh but is also on that list so
3: all right, I've had enough of it's Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Great, a yeah, great, I'm book, great children's book. But...
1: Everybody,
0: well, fuck so Maddie, before that. we do move on, is is Cloud Food vegan? Is oh, Cloud yeah, Food question. vegan? Um, geez. Like you know, what we're referencing, or do you need to like explain a little further?
3: Um, maybe because I have never seen the movie Cloudy with a right. Chance of Meatballs. I did read the book as a as a kid, but I right, um... but
1: but it, so it takes it's a different sort of narrative from the book. In okay. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the Bill Heater character invents a machine that takes like rain and clouds and turns it into food like changes the oh, that's, molecular vegan. Structure. that's vegan that's vegan
0: Oh, yeah, that's, okay, that's what I said, and Naomi was like, "Yeah, this this chicken would give Maddie G nightmares," and I was like, "No, no, well, no that's, that's it, vegan. It
1: does seem like a vegan nightmare because there's like a huge like uh, castle made of Jello, right, and stuff like that. That's but true. when you think that's about true. it a little but, bit yeah, more, but... you realize that actually this food is not made from like real gelatin, but it's made from milk. Exactly. They milk didn't, milk didn't
3: kill any animals. They didn't kill any animals to make it. They didn't. Um, I don't know how." That would that process would work with uh, messing with the environment at all. So maybe that's something we have to look into. but uh, mm. I, I i'll I'll get people to go ahead to eat cloud food at this at this point.
1: all right. We, We're
0: waiting on pizza needles for a vegan's take
3: until some studies come out that it's fucking with the environment, then uh, we might have to re-examine. But for now, mm-hmm. I think it's okay.
0: I mean, it was fucking with the environment. <laughs> <laughs> like we we don't have to rehash the movie. Check out the great podcast we did with Navi last month or two months ago. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so then, there's a giant food fight, uh, and Matt's people starts it. And then I love how he like stands up, and the stupid kid believes him. Like he just points at a random kid who's not even looking anywhere. <laughs> like this is yeah, the chess kid. Um, but a food fight starts, and and you know what? Ginger- what a
3: loser! What a loser bringing a chess set into the cafeteria. I would have thrown food at him too. <laughs> perfect, perfect victim. What a what a dweeb. Suck
0: it, loser. He's really I just mean, gonna break everyone. Should play chess?
3: I mean, I, I think if you're if you're bringing a chess set to cafeteria you're just trying to tell people that you're you're a smart kid and I think everyone should throw food at you
0: yeah um so yeah so uh Max Keeble points and then this giant food fight you mentioned the tuba or the bassoon uh like the with the mustard and then Jin Drake walks in he's giving a tour to uh superintendent Crazy Legs I Crazy Legs Crazy Legs.
3: Who uh, Crazy Legs may be the like the only normal character in the whole. Yeah, he was like, movie. "What the
0: fuck is wrong?" He's, with your he's the only person that's
3: like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I love him because he he has no right? ego at all, even though Jin Drake like expects him to have like the biggest ego in the world, and that's how he's right. going to win him over. You play by, high like, school football, Tuesday. like Big Whoop. Yeah. But this guy actually like does want to the school to succeed. Like he's ordering like scholastic whatever he was talking about. He's like, "What is going on here? Where did where'd you put?" I, I love the line. Where'd where he, my computers where, go? I love the line where he asks how he's going to afford the stadium. He's like, "Oh, we'll cut back on some non essentials like fire extinguishers and milk." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Moving on." Oh. That was really good.
1: All right, guys. I just gotta point something out because I went to I went to IMDb because I want to talk about something in a second. But I'm looking at the storyline section, uh, and this is the horrible thing. Uh, with uh, okay, I, this Go is a long sentence. Initially, Max just hates giving up his high school friends, which is not true. He's in middle school. A fatso, a music maniac. When their former friend Ginty, picks on them with his new image as a bully, realizes leaving means he can't be punished after Friday, and plans, quote, an orgy of revenge. Whoever rose <laughs> on IMDb needs to be arrested. KGF Vissers, you need to go to jail.
0: Buck, um, go to horny jail. Is this a no, user review jail here? here?
3: What <laughs> is jail. Or is this like the IMDb synopsis?
1: I don't know. It's like a weird part. I think it's a synopsis. Anyways, I just want to highlight something we haven't talked about yet. But something I hate, and we will get to actor, it in an
3: hour four of the podcast.
1: Another <laughs> iconic like character actor who's in this movie is Amy Hill, who plays Mrs. Rangoon. Mrs. Rangoon is such a wildly racist fucking name; it's insane. Like it is, you could have gone with any other name, but you chose to just like be a a Chinese food dish. It's just like and they're also so, like
3: they, they're also like I feel like they are so proud of the name because they say it any chance they can get. They say mr Rangoon like fifty times in the movie.
1: And I think it's supposed to be like funny for kids, but just like it's yeah. like fucking racist. Well, oh, she was sucks. in Spider Man
0: Homecoming. Sorry,
1: she's in everything. She Amy Hill is an iconic. She's in the actress. Cat in the
0: Hat and Keeper by the Dozen. Shout out Lagori.
1: <laughs> she's she's incredible. And like that thing is like she okay. Literally in her bio says, Amy Hill's television and film credits number over eight one hundred eighty. Like. She is crazy we're this bitch is booked and blessed. And like I, I just feel like the disrespect for she that. She was name is too in high.
0: Glee. I believe she was the nurse who oh uh maybe Sue pushed down the stairs potentially. I thought Will's no.
3: ex-wife was the nurse.
0: No, in that episode, like she's oh no, uh I need to find out. She's she's in the episode with uh the the Sudafed.
3: hmm I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen Glee season one in a while.
0: Well, I'm just looking at her Wikipedia, so I don't know who she is exactly. It says Dr. Chin, and I can't—I don't know her by name.
1: All right. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to derail so hard, but I just feel like it needed to be well, said.
3: Well, yeah. Despite her name, I do love the character.
0: Yeah, she's a queen, and she—she um,
3: she is the only one that has the knowledge that uh, Max is moving. Although yeah, she was a little late, because by the time she says it, Max is no longer moving.
0: She'd be an iconic like juror on Survivor to vote for Max Keeble.
3: That's oh fun. wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um. So we get, we get uh, the food fight, and then we also see Max, his last day has left, technically, but his parents tell him, yeah, no, we're no longer leaving. Um, oh, wait, sorry. I skipped ahead of the, the, the diner scene where Jenna is like, hey, Max, do you want a milkshake with us? <laughs> and um, he's like, I have plans. And she's like, just one. And then he's there the whole night. Lil yeah, Romeo's a little Max People song
3: to his credit he try. he says no at first she is kind of insistent um and I-, I gotta say you know you've made it when you're like hanging out with little romeo and he's using your made-up words he's saying fatitude and you know it- it's just a shame that it has to come at the expense of uh poor Robin and megan who get ditched at the party that they are throwing for max wearing their silly cowboy hats or whatever they're wearing
0: yeah so little romeo sings a song called big move um, really. and they're
1: dancing and then uh, did you guys Max. watch
3: the romeo show that was another great <laughs> that was on, nickelodeon? I watch romeo yeah, that was on nickelodeon
1: yeah that was that was a honestly that i do have a lot of memories of that show and like i feel like it was good in in there's been a lot of i feel like famous kid and famous parent shows you mm-hmm. know and like that mm-hmm. was one of the top tier ones
3: sure i agree i haven't watched it since it was on but i will wholeheartedly agree that it was a good show
0: no, there was like a lot of shows like from that 2003 2006 era on Nickelodeon that like are very visceral in my memory. Like the Romeo show, uh, I think Jess Jordan was on there. And then there was the soccer, the four girls who played soccer show. don't remember that? No. Four no, girls who played
1: okay. soccer show?
0: Four girls, soccer, Nickelodeon. I will remember this. No. Is it Just for Kicks? I think you made this up. No, Just for Kicks.
3: Okay, I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't think I watched that one. I think that developed might developed by my Whoopi.
0: Time. Oh no, maybe we shouldn't talk about the show. Just for kicks,
1: I kind of remember the show. We we can talk about Whoopi Goldberg. It's not like she's like. No, no,
3: edit this out. Edit this out.
1: Oh, is that is that Jessica? Wait. Anyways, um, what I wanted, what I wanted to say uh, about this, like Max Keeble, like sort of dishing his friends for. Uh, mm-hmm you know, is that, like, Max Key was a little punk bitch in this point, especially considering that the blonde chick says she never liked him. He doesn't know that yet. I know, but, like, Max, Max, like, put... He has like... a
3: crush. I mean, he, he has a crush. She is f- five feet taller than okay. him, and you know, twice so, his age.
1: But... Uh, little
0: Romeo is also in sixth grade I have to assume, right? So, how did he get the invite to this? Is it just because he's little Romeo? He's little Romeo. Come on, <laughs> Romeo gets yeah, an invite. Was General is like, Romeo. you're the, the only the sixth Wait, grader I allow. Oh,
1: okay, so yeah, he's well, he's actually little Romeo in this universe, which therefore brings in the idea that anybody who's in little Romeo is a real character in this universe. Yeah, that's right. Okay,
3: but anyway, so, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously Max Keeble is a punk. I understand the, uh, you know this could be a big break for max like getting in with the popular kids here but the fact that it is uh Bro, to his knowledge moving. his 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 last day before he moves and he's not spending it with his friends like that yeah. is very shitty and like, uh unforgivable and it's they are completely right to be uh but he doesn't even like i guess he couldn't shoot them a text because he is uh 12 and also cell phones are uh i guess not what they are today so maybe that would but i mean he could have given that a heads up somehow that he's like at the diner and can't make this party it's pretty I did. shitty to just. Completely ditch them.
0: I did relate to the fact that like he said he'll go for one thing, but he's having a lot of fun, so he doesn't want to leave. But he knows he oh, has yeah. to leave. Oh like, yeah, that's very that's, relatable.
3: That's, that's completely relatable. But,
0: um, he, but yeah. he should
3: see his friends on his last day before he moves a thousand Agreed. miles away. And then Robert. Robe
0: is like pissed, and that's like the last time they'll ever see each other, to his knowledge. And then he gets home, and then the fish islands that Maddie G brought up like two hours ago.
3: We're not um, moving.
0: We're not moving. And nope, they're not moving. And his dad was like, "Yeah, I stuck into the man, I quit." And uh okay. He's dressed as cheese in this moment, too. so
3: Yeah, that's right. He's the big cheese.
0: Yep. So the the symbolism was beaten over the head.
3: Yeah. <sighs> Sam was also... We talked about this when uh, Sam was on The Lonely Boys last week, which has not been released yet. But he said that this scene is also ingrained in his memory where he says, we're not moving. So I think it's uh, something that everyone can relate to.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, so and then he goes the next day and he's just like peeping around because he doesn't want to actually show up because he's going to get beat up. He sees Roe getting punched in the face by uh troy uh and then he we see megan get threatened by dodds uh oh yeah we forgot the the crane scene at the junk love it love it
1: oh that is so iconic the ice cream spilling everywhere like again another great set piece that is set up like again this movie just like keeps like he's
3: able to lift an ice cream truck with a with a crane
1: masterful what what I like bitch about like kids' movies, it's because like kids' movies can be like Max Keeble where there's so much to it, there's so many moments, but you always remember them and they come back and they impact the story in a feature scene and like that is why this movie is so great and I feel like you can be better than just like you know, basic, like a lame sort of plot going forward.
0: Yeah, completely. Agree. Except for James and the Giant Peach. That movie can kick rocks.
1: <laughs> well, look, <laughs> Roll Doll can kick rocks too. <laughs> Mm -hmm. i don't care that his movie was bad eventually
0: you said that shit um i've been thinking a lot about that fuck sarah beth and i said that shit line it just lives around for me in my head
3: that's an iconic line
0: yeah i
1: mean sometimes you have to say and i said that shit i also like i just want to talk about in this movie um the the fact that max people can just run around his school uh He's gonna get marked as absent. Like, I don't know why he goes. He well, no, it's the day
0: he was supposed to move. he's No, hard. I know,
1: but he should just ditch. Like, because he goes to school, but he doesn't go to any of his classes where feasible he's he supposed should be to be on the move
0: right
1: friends. now. No, I know, I know that, but he doesn't move, right? <laughs> so, like, then he's in school. He, why does he have to be there? Just ditch. Like, don't, like, I don't know why he's showing up to school when they don't think he's supposed to be um. there. But like, then if he is supposed to be there, then his parents would know he has an unexcused absence. So like, just fucking ditch. Like, don't well, go to so school. So
0: the system thinks he's moved though, so he doesn't even have unexcused absence because Miss Rangoon. No, I
1: totally... I yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Like, he should just not be there. Go to the Seven Eleven yeah. downstairs. Well, he wanted. Back.
0: Yeah, he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to watch. See at this the...
3: point. Yeah, at this point, he needs to save his friends. Now that he's yeah. there, so that's why. That's why he's. That's his one mission for the day now.
0: Yeah. He doesn't
1: intervene. Um, and... he just he. He stands by. Until but then,
0: then Mr. Jindrake, he goes and does another announcement. And when they ha- broke into the school, uh, they put a Max Kipple poster with him doing a bunny really cares. good prank. A really good and prank. Then great what one. was what was on the line?
1: I'm wearing a thong. Oh
0: yeah, I was like, that's a, a really good movie. Good. Like damn.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they got away with that, but a really a really good prank.
1: They also yeah. say like this blows, and like I I was shocked that like that was in this movie. Listen, just because it was like, rated I PG. Like-
3: It was not rated G. It was rated PG. They can get a little it was edgy rated here.
1: PG, but also yeah. because like kids. I feel like Disney Channel was more of the sort of like puritan side of kids mm-hmm. TV. Like Nickelodeon is a little grosser, a little weirder. Like I was shocked that yeah. they said blows in this movie. That's which why this like... has Nickelodeon movie energy, even though it is exactly, a yeah. Disney movie.
0: Yeah, even like uh, I was surprised they like talked about like the different sexes. I feel like that was like risque for Disney Channel back in the day. Like talking about like sex as like when she was talking about the pheromones. Mm. Um,
3: That's where yeah. I got all my health education by watching Max Gable
0: oh in health class we watched degrassi
3: oh that's awesome you just watched what you oh no, a couple episodes
0: we watched um uh eating specific episode uh with julie huh. i think
3: in political theory we watched big bang theory and that 70s show
0: didn't really relate- though right
3: no no that was in high school it didn't really relate to political theory but my political theory teacher hated teaching so we usually just watched movies and tv shows
0: I mean, I'm I watched, I watched like, New Girl in a class, but that was a college class. I,
3: I, New, it sounds like a good class.
0: Well, it was writing the sitcom episode, so we watched New Girl, Big Bang Theory, a couple of different episodes
1: ago. See, my teacher did that once, but we just watched a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, which I feel like is ironic, considering that Curb Your Enthusiasm is not written most of the time. It's yeah. just Right, story
3: it's, beat. no, isn't it, like, fully improvised? Like, they have, like, yeah. an outline, and then just improvise it? <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe my maybe my teacher also hated teaching. Who
0: knows? <laughs> maybe your teacher was just a big fan of the Kirby Enthusiasm Rewatch podcast with the Kiva or not Kiva. Chester
1: and um,
3: you really uh, got a Kiva on the brain today. You're giving him credit now for things he doesn't even host. I mean,
1: I I, I, I like have, believe uh, I to believe that you bring you bring that up, but not the fact that I was literally on the post show recaps Kirby Enthusiasm coverage. <laughs> I mean, I, I was
0: getting there, and then Naomi, you're right yeah. here.
3: You can plug yourself. Akiva's not yeah. here to be plugged. We have to plug him every. every... I mean,
0: if Jacob oh, is listening, he link wants link. as much Akiva mentions as possible. And Akiva's
3: probably listening to this.
0: No, oh, please, Akiva's too busy lying down.
1: I honestly, this is a fun game. Is who is who is less likely to listen to this? And I think Jacob or Akiva, you could really hedge your bets here and, and pick one and, and potentially be right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. I know. I. Okay, we gotta get back to this movie because we're so close in the end. <laughs> yeah,
0: We're almost but, there. So Jindrake Jin uh, realizes what's happening and then Matt Skibble's like, I can't leave. I have to stick up for my friend. So he's like, I don't remember the sequence of events but he goes outside and uh, he goes to confront Jindrake and then Jindrake is exposed for the capitalism and he like cut everything in the budget like and put 97% of the budget into the stupid stadium.
3: Okay. Conve- can have a nice camera. convenient pie chart to demonstrate like, that? Yeah.
1: Well. <laughs> again proving that I don't think that Megan can read because she just has to look at a pie chart to know what the <laughs> budget breakdown is. It doesn't need to. You know.
0: <laughs> I love this runner that Megan can't read.
3: It makes sense based on it's everything like, we it's
0: know. Like, uh, it uh, the, the DW uh, meme. Okay. Yes,
3: I also love that uh, Megan and Robe are very quick to uh, forgive Max because he gets on the TV and apologizes, and two seconds into the apology, they're like smiling and like it's hard to stay mad. Her name mad is at Megan Max. Roper. I said Megan and Rope. You know, like oh, the two, Megan the two and friends. Robe. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I I don't know who Megan Roper is. I'm sure she's great, but yeah, it's it's hard to stay mad at Max Keeble. Like he apologizes, and two seconds later, they're like fully back on his side. Yeah. No. Uh, they
0: they're very they're very simpy like he he fucked them over and then they just go right back but he did apologize i guess he did Um, so uh then he's like yeah troy mcginty and dodds we're gonna go meet you outside at three o'clock and then uh his friends back him up also shout out to the janitor who like tells him they had a nice heart to heart yeah anthony the the janitor and then he walks uh
1: he, he locks him in the fucking swim. closet, though. We haven't even touched on that. Like, he locks Mac- The principal locks Max people in a closet. This Have you all seen der- Sex Education? What? No.
0: no sex, uh, sex Education. The show. No. It had Sex Education season three vibes. Um, yeah.
1: Everybody, tweet at Felipe if you agree with that sentiment. AJ knows what I'm talking, talking about, about but AJ
0: is definitely not I, listening to this. Podcast. And
3: I will take your word for it that it has Sex Education season three vibes. But yeah, that that does happen. <laughs>
0: That's, like, you need to call child protective services on that principle at that point. Um, exactly. But, yeah, so... Um, he, but then Well, the, the, janitor the
3: principle... Jindrick the... ha- has lost it at this point, like, completely. He is...
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's and deranged. I love, the, I love the fact that the janitor, like, heard that, like, the janitor doesn't get overtime because he likes to oh. come to work against his blessing. And then he's, he's making like,
3: some good you. points. Textbooks are for nerds. Band is for oh, losers. Sorry, the janitor should pay me for the privilege. Like, I mean... <laughs> great stuff he's in full supervillain mode where he's like monologuing without knowing that he's being recorded
0: yeah because max keeble just hits the record button um he didn't realize to turn it off at that one point and then max keeble just like outsparks yeah. him um and then so yeah max keeble goes gets and then rove starts waving the flag because uh megan plays the first beats of uh the first measure of we're not going to take it and then the whole marching man comes in we're not going to take an it.
3: emotional scene
0: i got goosebumps it does call. It, this
3: does really call for a, a flag wave here using a robe as a flag and I, I don't know it's very funny robes dancing in the front and all the students are playing instruments and all the, the high loser, hits had yeah me all, yeah yeah. so good all Josh the losers ben is an he,
1: incredible comedic actor like he, he is. always has been
3: and all of the losers and the outcasts are coming together. I don't know how Naomi wasn't getting goosebumps at this point, to be honest. Even though, even those 40-year-old football players are supporting them.
0: <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about that. The 40-year-old
1: exchange football players and from, Naomi, from I'm sure Russia. Naomi, sure uh, Yeah, I was mostly like, I thought it These was These men real- are fully
3: 40 years old. They got <laughs> had a great bit. <laughs> so,
1: so, like, a great one-note bit, right? You're like, oh, that's funny. They're from Eastern Europe and they're, like, clearly 40 and then he speaks perfect English, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> they got me." i his bit was over, they got me again. So good,
0: yeah. Um, and then they grab them, and then Matt's is like, "Wait, we're not gonna bully them because then we become the bullies." And they're, the football guys are like, "Eh," and just throw them in the dumpster.
3: Well, he said they ask him, "What should we do?" And and he says, "Well, we should just let them go." And then they literally let them go, and they fall into the dumpster. So.
2: Yeah.
1: It's
3: good. We we get the best of both worlds here. We get Max uh, monologue but you know what about, this movie? About,
1: about yep well, exactly. She makes a cameo just, just much like it, in once High School again, Musical that Bob mentality wins, you know. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean Naomi is a big fan of uh The Sopranos, so yeah.
1: sure. Not the same mob mentality I'm talking about. I'm talking about the <laughs> idea of a swarm of people attacking three ch- two children basically. Um, but no, I'm not talking about Tony Soprano gold mentality. No.
0: Yeah. Um, then, uh, yeah, so Jindrake tries to take his bulldozer to the animal shelter, and then he pheromones, and then Matt's Keeble kicks the newspaper, and chucks <laughs> it, breaks the lock, and all Noah's Ark and the cavalry well, yeah. of animals just come out. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean,
3: I mean, they, they said, we've got a few minutes left in this movie, let's just really get crazy now, because, yeah, Jindrake is coming in on the crane, Max Max, like first, he hops on a bunch of cars and then, like, fully like find some kind of trampoline or something to fully flip himself into the air onto an ostrich as he rides the ostrich to confront jindrake It's for yeah. for their final standoff. Like it, it is uh,
0: it yeah, is. Yeah, he did a couple backflips in this movie, and as a kid, I was like, oh my god, Alexi Lynn and... can do background backflips, and then looking at it, I was like, oh, this is fully an adult stuff double. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they almost fooled you. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get this one by you, though, Felipe. I, I, when he was able to open the gate by throwing a paper at it, I, I laughed out loud. Like, this, this movie was at its best when it got, like, ridiculous like
0: this. The camp, the high camp.
3: And Gingerich tries to use his iconic catchphrase of cease against the animals, but it does not work. They will not cease.
0: Yeah, and they stampede <laughs> over his ass, and I'm like, yes, you go, gorilla. I wonder if the gorilla had a name
1: strange animal shelter we have not even touched upon this what a strange animal shelter there were like monkeys and goats and like you gotta think like i don't think that these are all going in the same place you know like how does this where did the monkey come from shouldn't it be sent to a zoo zoo. like I, i don't understand
3: yeah i don't really know the logistics of this animal shelter at all it doesn't really make sense but oh well
0: it was a plot device um yeah and then that's basically the end of the episode, not the episode. the movie right? It is.
3: yeah. I, I mean, Jindrake yeah. gets fired. The animal' shelter gets saved. Um, I'm assuming they had to like, wrangle up all these animals again after they all like chase after Jindrake. I'm kind of concerned about that, yeah. but
1: yeah.
0: and then uh, mean, Max holds uh,
1: I... Megan's hand,
3: yes, Aww. I can't believe so much happened in in one week in one school week,
1: yeah. And uh, here's something else I think, like in general, we finished the movie, but I think that there's a lot about like this idea that, you know, oh, if you just if you just bully your bullies, it doesn't work. And, you know, like, but then also, what kind of does. So the message is not totally clear.
3: That's what I yeah, I don't know what the message is, because we do. Like I said, it's like it's like two sides here because Max does have that moment of clarity where he's like, we can't just be like them. We're stooping to their level. We can't bully the bullies. We have to let them go. But then he says that and then they still like fall into the dumpster and everyone's happy. So it's like we uh Max does realize this, but then also just for the fun of it, they do throw them into the dumpster and we get the cheer for that also. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the ultimate message is, but uh I don't care because it was fun.
1: Yeah, great time.
3: I think the ultimate message of this movie is to obviously it's to treat every day like it's your last day of school, because that's when uh Max Cable really starts to thrive here.
0: Indeed, he does. Uh before we get into questions, I know Naomi had a very important topic to discuss: Movie Pass.
1: Oh See yeah, Maddie G, G, and I, big Movie Pass folks. Um, Movie Pass, the be best back... six
3: months of my life when Movie Pass yeah. was. Movie Pass is
1: apparently going to come back in like the style of that Black Mirror episode, which is like terrifying um but also i appreciate you texted me about it fully like a full 24 hours after the, it had hit the news cycle because everybody was talking about it on twitter and you're not on twitter anymore and so i was like oh yeah i've heard about this but i mean movie pass might be back it is an insane insane like scam of an idea but i hold movie very deep in my heart
3: i never got rid of my card as as we have photo evidence of
1: yeah, Matt yeah. I never got just in the I'm hopes that it will because... come
3: back someday
0: um so let's get into some questions uh well first things first lagori says the third best movie of all time not counting deep Thumb. after the
3: cheaper by the dozens of course
0: yes i uh, love the cheaper by the dozen is the thing that movie is so good okay uh we have to get into this conspiracy theory uh from Shadow tim that matt gagan was very confused uh with okay. the timeline so max said his summer was going to be awesome Uh, But the events of this movie supposedly take place September 3rd to 7th, 2001.
3: Yeah, but then he realized that that is not what Max says. He doesn't say the summer is going to be awesome. He said, I'm just glad uh, that the first week of school was over so that we could relax for the rest of the year. So in the follow-up tweet, uh, Shut Up Tim did realize his error. And this does all just take place in the first week
0: of school. There is a full version of the Magoogle song recorded shout out to him, which excites me. Uh, Kyle Picard just says I love that, this movie. Um, Correct. Kyle. Great,
3: great question. Great question. Great question. question.
0: Great question. And then uh, Eli Leggett asked, is the Magoogle theme song buried in your mind all these years later? And Naomi, do you have a response?
1: I, I mean... Maddie just answered it. Like, yes. of course. Like, especially because they love to use that intro so much. Like, the mm-hmm. oh, my mm-hmm. Googlesies mm-hmm. medium, like, it just really hits. And it's so there in your brain. Um, and
0: we said yes deeply.
1: Yes, yes. And I said that shit. Well, because who
3: doesn't yeah. love a swampy bug?
1: <laughs> I forgot about a swampy bug. Uh,
0: and then the great Matt Scott, uh, host of the Pod Friends podcast, asks, Last from the past, where is Max Keeble, who I would have sworn was Max Keebler like the elves? Now, where do we think he is?
3: God, okay. Well, if this movie took place, you know, uh, potentially in horny
0: jail because
3: over fourteen years ago at this point, and he was a little sixth grader, so um, he would be in twentieth grade now. Fourteen plus six, so that well out of college, I guess. So that is a well. I don't know what I don't.
1: (laughs) I don't Max know. Max Keeble's he's a to. working adult now. Yeah. You know, what do you think he does?
3: Do you think he's a principal? Oh, it's not for. This is movie was 20, how what year is it right now? It's 2022. So this movie was like over 20 years old now. So he's definitely uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know. We we didn't really get enough of uh, what Max Keeble's aspirations in life were. So I, I don't oh. know what he Oh, he's definitely I a Max
1: Keeble. I think Max Keeble like got out of college or got out of high school and decided to go to the Peace Corps or something walked around for a few years and either he got a job at the advertising agency that his dad started because of nepotism or he and I'm pro an animal shelter and like just you know helps animals and like doesn't actually make any money in his life you know he's just a free spirit you can't keep him down
3: yeah I think when we get the uh Max Keeble reboot which is hopefully in development uh we should see that Max Keeble is uh some kind of you know runs an animal shelter of his own um I, the ice cream man is probably still after him, even though, uh, you know, they're both adults now. I think, I think there's still some good stuff here because at the end of this movie, the ice cream man's still chasing him. So, uh, you know, still, still some stuff to cover there.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Um, so Naomi, is it time for us to get into our MVPs and drop kicks and our scores?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Maddie G as our guests, you have the freedom to, go off and pick the MVP of the movie first. So who was the MVP of this movie, Matt?
3: Um, I mean, is it too obvious to just pick pick Max Keeble? I mean he's the title character. He's why we all saw the movie. He's as we discussed one of the coolest kids to ever grace the big screen. He is uh He's also, you know, a kind-hearted person throughout most of the movie. He does, you know, ditches friends at one point, but he comes back around by the end. He he also, you know, gets the girl at the end. He, he has this ninth grade girl wanting to hang out with him as well. Little Romeo seems to love him. He's neighbors with Tony Hawk, at least in his dream. I mean, he's smart. He's resourceful. He can do whatever he wants. He's just an iconic character. Everyone wanted to be him or be friends with him when we saw this movie as kids. So I, I'm it's hard to go anywhere else besides Max Keeble, even though it's such an obvious answer. So
0: I'm going to go Max Keeble be yourself?
1: I actually think the uh, MVP here is Megan, because Megan keeps Max Keeble grounded, you know? Mm-hmm, she's there mm-hmm. to help him out with his evil plans. She almost suffers because of it and has to pay a lot of money to to Dobb. But in the end, like, everything comes around. She's she's a good friend. She stands by him. And she stands by Robe, even when Robe is getting beat up, too. So I actually think Megan is the MVP of this movie
0: shouts to Megan as well, but yeah, boys, basic. I'm also going to go from Matts Keeble here. Matts Keeble is just like an icon, and like I wanted to be him when I was in sixth grade. I was definitely not cool enough or her, uh confident enough to pull it off, but uh, yeah, so Matt Keeble gets my award. Uh, and then in terms of my drop kick award, ah uh, yo, I think I'm gonna give it to Principal Jindrick. He just sucks. Uh, he needs to be kicked. I know he got fired, but he also needs to go to jail um, if he didn't. So Principal Ginger gets my dropkick award. What about you, Meiji?
3: Um, I'm still thinking about it. Naomi, you go and, I, and we'll we'll come okay. back to me.
1: I think the dropkick award goes to... Um, now, look, all the villains in this movie are very villainous, of course, but I, I wasn't... like I enjoyed watching them. The dropkick award goes to that kid who, in the beginning, we see Holding on to the minivan, going, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, because he pops <laughs> up a couple times in this movie. Like when there's that big angry mob, bro. Was, he, was, he, the, that
0: was that he the one with the tiny bladder? That yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. kid,
1: that kid. Look respectfully, kid. Go be homeschooled or something. Like stop hanging around here. We don't. Need what are you.
0: we naming this kid? For the notes,
1: um, I think he's just called like nervous kid in the credits or something like that, which makes me laugh, but I can't remember. Worried kid. I don't know. Worry, Okay. Word.
0: Kid. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Maddie D? All
3: right. So I'm going to, I mean, if I can drop kick two people, I'll drop kick both of his parents, but if it's only one, I will drop kick his dad for me. I, I famously think it should be illegal to make your kids move when they are, when they are children to rip their, I don't care what job you get. I don't care if you'll be poor without it. Find another job. Um, easier said than done. I'm assuming, but you know, to, to rip your kid out of school uh, when when you know le- losing the few friends he does have it's just a very cruel thing to only give him three days notice as well so um but also like fuck foge who only gives
0: his employee three days notice like what the hell yeah, fuck, fuck that guy yeah i'll, I'll,
3: dro- I'll drop kick him as well enough drop kicks to go around but i'll just yeah. drop kick his dad it would probably be fun to drop kick as well because he's probably in like a lobster suit or a cheese yeah. suit so that would be kind of fun so i'll drop kick him
0: yeah and maddie as the guest you also get a bonus background character if you want to give a point to like in terms of like a background character or someone who's not in the main cast if you want to like shut them out like if i if i could give an additional mvp i would have given it to my googles
3: (laughs) (laughs) Googles is great um god i don't know i can't think of anything right now but i'll think about it i'll think about it i mean she is iconic let me let me think about it while we're still while we're still live on air here and i'll get back to you by the end of the
0: podcast yeah, so otherwise, uh, we should start moving into scores. Naomi, how would you score this movie? Zero to five on Letterboxd.
1: So uh, I gave four stars on Letterboxd. Um, and I honestly, I took up one star straight up for the name Mrs. Rangoon. That shit's racist, man. And like the fact that they use it a lot and also the horny teachers. I feel like it's a half It's half a star for the horny teachers, which I don't like, and half a star for the Miss Rangoon name, which they, they keep using as a joke. So a 4.0
0: though? 4.0, 4.0 perfect yes um and then uh yeah i think i'll give it a four as well uh i think oh i gave cloudy with a cheap chance of meatballs only a 3.5 that feels low based on okay now nah, that yeah. feels I,
1: correct who cares about that movie
0: <laughs> Ooh, i think i think i'll give this one a i feel like it's on the same level i think cloudy with a chance of meatball was like a better script and a better story if that makes sense but this was more fun I think, like, story wise, like, I think, like, I think Lauren and Miller don't miss on their stories. Like, I think, like, the arcs and the class, like, lest we forget, that movie, like, set things up really well that, like, paid off. um So, I don't know. I, I, I'm tempted. I will give this a 3.75 because I'm indecisive. Maddie, what about you? A perfect five?
3: All right. So, first of all, we're going to. We're going to give Lil' Romeo the uh, the background player MVP okay. here, because just the fact that he is going to school with Lil' Romeo is iconic in itself, and he also just seems like a really cool guy who everyone already loves. Obviously, he's Lil' Romeo. so
0: Lil definitely going on The Masked Singer ever? I feel like he's uh, someone who like could be on Celebrity Big Brother or bass Singer, one of those shows.
1: I don't know what he's doing, though, because I don't think he really does anything anymore.
0: Wasn't he hosting... Um one of those hosted uh x on the beach or i was gonna i was gonna say either
3: are you the one or x on the beach i can't remember i think
0: Percy romeo miller let's look it up
3: he either hosts are you the one or x on the beach i cannot remember which one but it is one of them i don't know why we can't tell those two shows apart because they are different but um so while you're while you're doing some investigative reporting on that uh yeah, this movie is, you know, still still pretty fucking great. So it's like obviously it's not the best movie of all time and didn't make me laugh as much as I did with a kid, but there's still definitely still like laugh out loud moments throughout. And it is legitimately good. And it's especially good for a kid's movie. So, I mean, there, there is a reason we were all obsessed with this movie. The plot is very fun. And as Naomi, uh, you know, beautifully described, very well-written um, it's easy to follow. The characters are great and recognizable soundtrack, incredible Max Keeble, obviously one of the coolest kids to ever be, be in a movie. And l- like I said, I would, I would gladly watch this, movie um in the near future even tomorrow it told me we had to watch the movie again for whatever reason tomorrow i would gladly do it so boy either a perfect score or just below a perfect score is what i'm what i'm wrestling with but you know what what the hell i'll just give it a perfect score what is that five stars
0: yeah Yeah, five stars so i support that i support it i have to do the math later but uh this movie this movie
1: flew by it was it was great
0: the yeah. first half hour was a little slow. I will say that, and maybe that was because I was like, "Oh, I could be watching the Instagram Live instead." But I had yeah, to I did learning. not
3: have that same uh, problem. I was never did at any point did I want to watch anything that was going on Instagram Live. Not to throw shade with to everyone, everyone involved with that, but <laughs> Max Cable was enough for me. Uh, I
0: will. I will. Uh, wait, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'll just edit this document later. So the the score is three point seven five plus four plus five. is the total score out of 15 so whatever do your math 4.25 is the average i need to start putting it in the table itself like averaging it with the the excel functions which i have not gotten around to
1: and you know felipe it's that that makes me never want to come on this podcast again x on the beach is her excel Excel
3: X on the beach is hosted by Romeo Miller, by the way. So I'm gonna is, cry, I, Naomi. It That's is X on killer. the beach. I'm
1: Literally joking. Fuck Excel. Uh, Maddie, thank you for that. I'm for kidding. It's very important. Yeah, thank I you.
3: thought I thought Felipe was handling it, but I, I took over. I said uh, that. When did you say that?
0: Oh no, then I got distracted on the Master P Wikipedia page. That's why. Yeah. So
3: what? Uh, so so you didn't say that.
0: <laughs> all
1: right, we're not
0: this. this is not. the third that single are on his fifth album is called Ice Cream Man, Mr. A- Ice Cream Man, Master P. So maybe maybe. That little Romeo could have asked him for, like, a, a part of the track for this movie. Maybe. Anyways, uh, should we wind this down, or should we just, like, keep recording for another hour? And just
3: Naomi and has we... already checked out, so we better... <laughs> i'm not checked maddie, out i'm
1: like i just i you know what happens is sometimes on podcasts i talk too much and then i'm like damn i really talk too much so i have to like hold myself back like no talk more because i feel like much. i'm talking too much and I'm making a fool of myself no no no, you're not making a fool of yourself sometimes i just interrupt people too much so i want to enjoy oh you know, i love it uh maddie g what's
0: coming up for you on the podcast streets or the internet streets
3: that's a really good question um you can follow me on twitter at maddiefresh 24 plenty of a good great, content there. A great
0: ball, probably like a top five follow, if not wow, top thank one. Thank you so much.
3: Oh my god! Thank you so much. See, I have references. People are, people will tell you that I'm a great follow, and I have to agree. It's between I think.
0: you and Scally, I think for the top spot.
3: What a rivalry! What a rivalry! I would say I'm better. Also, I do have a podcast of my own called The Lonely Boys, where me and great my podcast. friend, yes, me and my friend Brendan Ruppel are recapping every single episode of gossip girl he is a newcomer to the series so i'm leading him through the experience naomi calhoun has been on an episode so you can check that out and she will be, also be on an upcoming episode very soon and felipe as soon as he's ready to pick out an episode he will come on as well but i will be there yeah so we are currently you want in season... my
0: five episode takes of the show or no like at this moment yeah, spew
1: it right now get some boco
0: okay <laughs> uh we love jenny at this moment in time Fuck i love jenny fuck chuck i know you said that like multiple people have said he becomes a better character and people love him but fuck chuck uh i don't know how there's any room to grow after the first episode but somehow apparently there is uh first episode isn't
3: canon you just have to accept it
0: no serena i like i feel like people hate her later but i don't know why she's like fine she's just bland ish she's just like like i don't know it's blake lively being blake lively uh i know you love dan he's like kind of Fine for now. Nothing. To he, is, he is
3: fine. That's right.
0: Oh, yeah. I, when I was high, watching the first episode, I was like, "Does this guy look a little like ligory And then I watched the second episode. No, not really. No,
3: no, he doesn't at all. You told me that take, and I said you're wrong.
0: Yeah. Um. What else? I don't really. Uh. Oh, Lily's the most interesting character. Lily wow. and Blair. Lily and Blair.
3: Okay, I love both well, of those characters.
0: Jenny's my favorite, if that makes. Lily sense.
3: is Mrs. Vander Woodson.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Aka yeah. Serena's and mom. And I, I support you in your stand of short King Eric.
3: Yes, Eric is like
1: okay, Eric. great.
0: Also, I can't. I don't can't fucking care about Chase Crawford or Chuck in the series. Like they need to make it more interesting. They're both boring and can go.
3: Yeah, but I mean, Chuck definitely. I mean, definitely will not become boring. You can say a lot of things about Chuck. He definitely
0: at least there was a whole sebastian stan episode which i was excited like sebastian stan and then it ended with actually a cliffhanger that i was interested in like his money being taken out of the trust fund and then like it was in a dress for like two episodes later and that's where the last thing i saw so i'm like
3: what the fuck oh you'll have to get back to that but yeah so check out the lonely boys and And, uh that's
0: that's that i hope brandon gets better at uh guessing the pop culture references yeah the first few episodes of the podcast i'm like
3: not to spoil upcoming episodes, but he is on a roll with season two.
0: Okay. We
1: like oh, um, yeah. I also just want to say, I listened to uh, Maddie, you did the episode on the sisterhood of the traveling pants. And it's so funny. And I love those books. And like, just, that was a, a, a like storyline plot line that like, nicole was so great like everything came flooding back to me like it all just like i I felt like i opened like the shining elevator and all just hit me about like the pants and shit so Mm -hmm. i love that so much that was a great great i've been
3: getting a lot of good feedback about that episode so i'm very happy that people liked our sisterhood of the traveling pants coverage i assuming we'll get to the sequel as well in between seasons again so
0: anytime nicole and manny g on a podcast together it's not not that nicole sorry fully oh nice that's right
3: yeah we have multiple nicole's on on the Lonely voice podcast oh is, is that brandon's nicole...
0: wife girlfriend
3: girlfriend yeah nicole yeah. is the girlfriend of the pod don't sound too disappointed about, about her
0: Wow. No, all right change to, oh. to other nicole damn Big <laughs> time nicole is like one of my besties i can't be i can't like slander her you, you cannot stand nicole. another
1: woman named nicole
0: ever in your life how dare never. you nicole's pretty iconic name a bad nicole ne- ne- i was just
3: gonna say i never met a bad nicole Nicole wow. Snooky, yeah,
2: Nicole Cesarino, uh, a queen,
1: Nicole Kidman. Nicole Rich- she Nicole loves the AMC movie theaters. Nicole yeah, Kidman, yeah. <laughs> not the AMC movie theater. Nicole Kidman. You
3: know what sucks? I never go to AMC movie theaters, so I've never gotten to see that. But uh, I, I hear it's all their age, and I kind of just want the legend of it to live are in you my a mind. Regal and never actually. I'm sorry.
0: Are you a Regal person, or do you just like not go to the Re- Regal? Yeah. Yeah. Hell
3: yeah,
1: Regal. Regal. Regal head stand up.
3: Movie Tuesday, yeah. baby. I half off movies on Tuesdays. That's why I'm going every Tuesday. AMC Stubs,
1: like, yeah, that's where it's at. Uh, bitch, anyway. I'm Regal Unlimited. I'm I'm fucking rolling in it. Those ten percent <laughs> off concessions. I'm having a great time. Not anyway, so Maddie
0: G is all over the interwebs and is a great follow. Naomi Calhoun, what's new with you these days? Talk to me about podcast Malakshmi, aka not the real title that you ended up going
1: uh we're gonna do quick fire queens on silent podcast which i'm super excited about uh me nicole and gia talking about and this is the actual nicole that you're referring to this time uh talking about top chef um i've already got some great guests queued up for that season so it's gonna be fantastic definitely um
0: Gonna shout out Davis Comma Will. You gotta subscribe to that podcast. And I'd also just podcast. like oh, to,
1: I, I have not even messaged Davis Comma Will to confirm that. So that's just Felipe dropping. We'll no, see. No, if that no. Follows I'm telling
0: through. him he needs to subscribe to the podcast. That oh, I see. Okay. All right. So I'm um, also gonna
3: interrupt Naomi's plugs just to say that you three need to uh, start podcasting about shows that I watch because you were my three of my favorite people in, <laughs> in the world, and I wish I could Night listen save. to something. I save.
0: <laughs> what 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 am I saving? No, you said three uh, three of my. No, you said. My three favorite people. That's where I thought you were going. I was like, Oh, three of no, my no, favorite people.
3: Nothing nothing to say nothing to save here. Everything I everything I say is valid. But yeah, I, I all three of you are amazing and I want to listen to anything you guys are putting out there, but I just don't have time to listen to coverage of shows I don't watch. So if you could uh, if you could cater to me specifically, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, respect, respect. It's fine, and, and but I'm really excited about that season to come out, Maggie. We'll find something to talk about for you specifically. Thank you. Thank um, you. and then uh, other than that, uh, my White was Rob. Episodes are coming What's coming, coming up out. this week
0: on my White was Rob? Can you tease us? I don't,
1: I don't know. I haven't even edited the episode okay. yet. Like, I'm
0: Shout out to the AJ Norris episode, which was. Oh
1: heat, God, I got two days to fucking edit this episode. Shit. Uh, okay, AJ Norris episode is really funny, uh, and. Most importantly, uh, follow me on Twitter is really the big one. um That's that's all there really is. You know, I, I'm I'm grinding out content every day for the fans, and they need to be supporting and subscribing. Also, follow a great me
0: follow.
1: on Letterboxd. Also, a great also, fan. I forgot to ask hey.
0: Maddie G. Naomi any pop culture plugs you think people should check out besides like things Jack you're S4. watching. Jackass Four. Jackass Four.
3: Definitely Jack go S4. see Jackass Four. Uh, DM you have me about um,
0: Jackass? <laughs>
3: I've been watching the After Party. That's been really
0: fun. Oh, it is really good. Ooh, I, I, I was behind, it. but yeah.
1: Ben
3: Schwartz also, is so funny, so funny in that show, I and just like in, in yeah. general, he is so funny.
1: I love Sam Richardson so much. So off of After Party, if you like uh, After Party, uh, watch Detroiters uh, because Detroiters is a fantastic show. That's I've heard of it. Funny. I
3: know Sam Richardson, and I know Sam Richardson mostly from his Doughboys appearances, which are also iconic. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Sam Richardson's great.
0: Ben Schwartz is great um i have been listening to the the three dots till stardom and yeah so whatever like the songs from the episode were great yes Uh, yes, yeah so good you only got you were just i like
1: i i'm like a little tired. you just fully talked gibberish to me for like (laughs) 30 seconds there i was like i don't know what the fuck is going on right now And Naomi,
0: oh, you said Detroiters. Uh, In terms of me, the Brazilian Dragon, uh, by the time you're hearing this, you should be able to listen to the Will from America and Julia from America uh, Geek Charming Podcast, the Sarah Highland movie, uh, Disney Channel original movie. Uh, That should be in your feeds. And then what you're doing, we're on a mini hiatus. Both Will and Navi are off uh, Scheduling-wise, and uh, Navi's on a little bit. Tell them. Tell
1: us exactly where they are. Tell us. Reveal their schedule and why. Well, at his brother's
0: party bachelor party, and Navi is at home with her mom and her brother for a little vacation. It's,
1: it's crazy that
3: Sarah Highland know. was on a. It's crazy that Sarah Highland was in a decom after Modern Family had started. Right. Yeah. What? No, we stand Sarah nuts. Highland. It's so insane. But we hate like, the other guy because she got her big break and then went back to decom. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We love Sarah Highland in this house.
3: I, I love Sarah Highland.
0: Yeah. Um and then Another we'll so Short Queen. Another short queen. Yeah. Uh and then uh Brazilian Dragon Contact. Uh I have some things in the hopper, nothing finalized, but uh in terms of guests, Matt Scott and I are gonna be podcasting about something uh Nickelodeon related more than just so one of the great one of the great team. mats. So many great mats. Nema.
1: actually there's probably bad mat like Sarah Highland's ex. Bad Matt. <laughs> Wow, you heard it here first, folks. Uh there's one bad Matt in this world.
0: Yeah. I mean Matt there's Damon's also up men. there. He just learned that you can't say some slurs. <laughs> yeah
1: No, <laughs> okay Damon. the funniest part about that that whole thing is is that Matt Damon is when he tells the story, he's just quoting a joke from a movie he was in. So not only is he not funny enough to come up with his own jokes, he has to repeat lines from movies he's in, which celebrities like never <laughs> do, right? And then also he's like, and I'll say this word in it, like he doesn't even process that, like that's outdated and not cool and not something you should have ever said. But he's like, yeah, I got this. And his daughter, I highly recommend everybody read what he actually says because it just is even more insane than you think it is. Like you think he's just saying it, like to call mm-hmm. people that but no he's like isn't it funny when i quote this joke fuck isn't fuck that
3: day, and it's great and it's like no one asked i don't and this is of course such a relevant topic that we're talking about right now that this happened <laughs> months ago at this point but yeah. the best thing is that no one asked him and he just like offers this uh, unforced error of him telling on himself
1: oh yeah, yeah his daughter being mad at him <laughs>
3: basically
0: <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah no and then uh in terms of my pop culture plug uh the amazing race this season is uh like the tests are not my favorite, but I just love spending an hour with these teams. I really like every single one. And tweet at me Amazing Race stuff because I would love to talk about it with people. And Naomi just did a podcast uh with me, Sasha. That Sasha was on
1: Silent Podcast talking about the Amazing Race. I who love Sasha. Who are
0: you rooting for you rooting for? Me. I think I'm rooting for Raquel and Kayla because uh as Naomi sings.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just like I love the Amazing Race theme song.
0: Yeah, great Do you song. dab to it? What do you dab to the Amazing Race theme song? No, do I don't dab? casually
1: dab when listening to it. You
0: dab casually quite often. Naomi. Yeah, but like
1: because it's a like a a, a button on a joke. We are really in the weeds here, Filipina. Yeah. right Anyways,
0: I'm rooting for Raquel and Kayla, but I think my favorites are probably Kim and Penn, even though I I don't want them to win. I just like they're so like adorable.
1: Yeah, um, I don't like people who put their kids on the internet. I'm rooting. No, I don't. Way. I
0: I'm talking about the TV show itself. Like I'm only watching Lululala all
1: the way. We're going. Oh, I in love Lululala. Latina teams. queens.
0: I want. I want one of the all women teams to win so we can get another Latina winner in the Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but so and also uh March 9th, Root for Daniel Strunk on Survivor. That's that's my pop culture plug. Uh, oh
1: yeah,
0: my friend. Anyways, uh, I don't really know how to close this out because I'm having too much fun. But uh, I guess DM Naomi if you have Amazing Race. Is that what you said?
1: No.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: losing the plot.
3: Help. The okay. plot was lost years ago. It was point. lost so
1: long ago. <laughs> I'm All right. so tired. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Naomi Movies. Make sure on your way out you take a survey to review what you thought about this. Rate and and re rate popcorn rate at the st- end. Oh,
0: wait. I remember what I was saying. The Dragon oh Baby feed. Uh, AJ is talking about Pretty Little Liars on that feed. So go subscribe to that. Rate and subscribe. Five stars on Apple Podcasts, the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. Uh, tell a friend, tell multiple friends. Uh, maybe maybe show, cut my voice out of this podcast and only listen to Maddie and Naomi because they were saying intelligent wow. things. Oh, it probably wouldn't, wouldn't be a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you for coming to the movies and uh, I'll see you in the That's, lobby. Let's so
1: all go to the lobby. Oh, Okay.
0: Welcome back everybody to,
2: fuck, I fucked it up.